Brock Lesnar could be coming back to WWE and Triple H is teasing some big plans for after WrestleMania. Find out more by searching Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. This week we are joined by not just Jack the Jobber. Hello. The usual lovely contrarian we enjoy talking to and listening to on the podcast. Not only myself and possibly Puppet Jack, an old joke that won't go away. Not only Mr. Tom Campbell. Oh, it's a Tom episode. It's a Tom episode. But also, if that wasn't enough, another guest star. The Caterpillar on Jack's lip. (laughs) How are you doing, Caterpillar? Oh, Oh, Matthew chose Uh, death today. Oh, sorry. Is that too harsh? No, no, not at all, not at all, not at all. It's because because of the football. I can't shave now. England might lose. So, oh, and I then see. I was telling my girlfriend, who's the real victim in all of this, and she, she and she said, um, "What if, what if you don't shave and England lose?" And I was like, "Well, at least then I know it's not my fault because I've not changed anything. It's all, you know, it's all fine." I'm sure that there was more of a beard element to it, but on this, on in this lighting, it just looks like a like a tash. <laughs> oh. Oh, no stress on it. It's fine. I don't know if it does. I think it's adorable, though. Has Bethany, when you say Bethany's the real victim here, yeah. has Bethany complained about the look or the little stabbies you get when you have you know, a little a little kiss? No, no. Because that's she, the complaint I get quite frequently, she hasn't, little stabbies when you do a little kiss. Yeah. She hasn't complained at all. I just mean that she has to be seen publicly with me, just out and about. <laughs> I'd like to point out that my complaints are from my partner, not Bethany. Just yeah. before <laughs> that gets weird. Not been kissing Bethany. I'll ask her afterwards. Oh, Hang no. on. Don't, don't, no. don't ask her. Let me, let me message her first. Hang on. <laughs> this is Tom's facial hair. <laughs> it's good, Jack. Now, you're looking good. You're looking fine. So I'd say that before. Cheers, the, mate. Just get your yeah, grubby mitts on it. Oh, look, they'll get, oh, they'll I get don't me. know what's better, though. You... Looking like you're about to say some crazy conspiracies with that lovely look you've got going on, the Boomhauer look, or the fact that if England win, 
the euros, which is a thing right now, and you still have that tash, you're going to take credit for the victory. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I think it's something quite English about me. I won't take credit if we win. I'll just not feel at fault if we lose. <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> oh, that's the only I thing. see. Oh, well, that, thank you for explaining that. Uh, Jack, how the hell are you, mate? Mm. I'm all right, thank you, Matthew. I'm all right. I've had uh, I've had half of this week off, so it's been pretty good. It's been pretty mm. chilled. Um, so there's not much to report, really. Just yet, my whole of yesterday was spent catching up on like all the wrestling that had happened this week. And boy, there was a lot of things. It was quite a quite an eventful week but how are you Matthew anyway I'm very happy it's always a wonderful thing to meet up with you lads be it Jack or Ross or Tom or Pachidi to do a podcast <laughs> it's always a blessing and it means even more lovely interactions with Tom Campbell segwaying uh, how the hell are you Tom uh, I'm, I'm alright I'm, I'm packed this week um, because you know how Jack's done half a week um, I've I've been I've been working two jobs this week. You know I'm I'm like a like you know I'm just grafting this week. I'm doing two jobs. I, I took on a lot of extra work at my other job. Um, I sometimes do a bit of part time work on the radio. I talk about it on the odd occasion. Um, and this week there've been a few presenters down. So what started off as me doing oh can you cover a Monday afternoon became oh can you cover the Tuesday oh can you cover the Wednesday oh can you just stay on for the week I was like yeah fine so I'm sort of balancing doing my usual duties at Cultaholic then nipping off to go and do a bit of radio in the afternoon and then coming back and doing a bit more Cultaholic and what I'm delighted with is like my new thing is I've been doing Couch to 5K since I was last mm. you know honored to be on this here shoe and uh, I've managed to stick with it. Like I'm not. I've, we've we've just got on the board for week six of Couch to Five K. I've I've ran for like, and I'm you know. It sounds like oh, there'll be people are listening who won't see this as a great thing because it's just you know, for some people they're fitter than than I am. But like I ran for twenty odd consecutive minutes the other day, which is which I don't think I did in my twenties, let alone my late thirties. So we're we're on the board for another week of that and. It's been a busy week, but I'm blessed to be still wanted by people enough to be busy. Because <laughs> that's, that's the alternative good. in it, you know. You can become one of those people that become a ghost of the media and nobody ever wants to work with you. So I'm very blessed to be this busy. Do you, um, when you're doing your um, couch to 5K, is it 5K or 20K? Hang on. Oh, it's 5K. Let's walk. I was going to say, I was going to say. Let's not do no. 20K. If, um, when you're doing your couch to 5K, do you do the same route or do you have you been mixing it up around Newcastle town? I've been mixing it up. I've, no. I've found about five or six different routes and different, different circuits because otherwise it gets a bit boring. I think you yeah. have to just to keep yourself sane. Um, but yeah, different routes every time. Uh, there's loads of apps that you can use for it as well. I, I highly recommend the Couch to 5K app supported by the BBC uh, because you choose different voices to, to talk you talk you through it. And I know um, there's, there's like still, there's like comedians and stuff on there who, who do it. And, and it just helps you to have that little voice in your head that pushes you on through. So big shout out to Joe Wiley from BBC Radio 2 who's got me through the last couple of weeks doing it. But I feel better for doing it. It's a cliche. Uh, to say, oh yeah, I always feel better for doing it. I'm not going to be one of those people that preach go running now because it's it wasn't my cup of tea at first. But hey, give it a go, and if it's your thing, it might make you feel better. I've lost a stone doing it. Really, fair play. Yeah, I can't oh. see where from. I've definitely lost inches <laughs> around oh, me. No, way. I didn't mean really as in like, no, whoa, I can't. No, I just I, meant like, I just meant wow, that that quick, like like. No, no, the, no. Yeah. I was. I my reaction was when I stood on the scales. My reaction was really where. 
This isn't fair. <laughs> I want to be able to see it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's helped me. It might help you as well, if if, if anything else. Excellent. Yeah. Mm, it's nice though to get an app that makes you run twenty minutes in Newcastle. So five k also refers to the amount of Greg's you must pass on your journey, Tom. <laughs> you can do. A mate of mine for a, a radio feature years ago did um, did a a Greg's. Basically, they, they hit every Greg's. They did a Greg's a Greg's relay. They hit every Greg's in in the Newcastle area. I think it's eighteen. Mm. <laughs> Mm. And he, he hit every single one. I had a sausage roll at every single one. I think, well, oh, I had like, a sausage roll at every one. Oh. I had a sausage roll at every single one. And, and oh, this it is was... 5K to couch then. <laughs> yeah, 5K to RVI, I think. Because uh, we were saying before we even started, the like Jack has had the breakfast of champions this morning. Yeah, yeah. I, and I it's have left a, you I, less, less perky than it should. <laughs> I had a Greg's because I, I woke up. I, di- I didn't get to sleep until later than I wanted last night. And then when I woke up, I was like, oh, Need something to pick me up, but the only thing that was quickest enough to get delivered was a Greg's. Uh, so I'm full of pastry and stodge, but it'll be okay. I'll be fine. It'll be all right. A farmer's breakfast. Yeah. Fought the farm. Fantastic. Well, sounds like we're all ready for this. The news. Get the negative stuff out the way first. Jimmy Uso arrested for DUI with a uh, blood alcohol. Blood alcohol content, I believe it is, of uh, 0.205. Uh, to recap, he had a DUI in 2011, then March 2013. He got arrested for apparently squaring up with a police officer in 2019, and that was the one. No, beg your pardon, I actually get that one mixed up. Then July the same year, that's the one where the uh, Uso Cena little interaction happened on Raw. And Cena's there, there. Y'all look like your mugshots. How was it getting arrested? Which they then had to cut out the network broadcast because then he got arrested. Yeah. Uh, and now this this week, it's not looking good, is it? No, it's a it's a repeated thing. And um, I read uh, I read a I read a report from Fightful saying that um, basically the the last time the company line was like people were asking WWE why are you so quiet on this and they said something to the effect of like everyone's responsible for their own mistakes and he's doing all he can to but this time apparently people backstage are relieved that that's not the line that WWE are taking this time because it's a repeated thing clearly he needs some kind of like some kind of help so it's yeah it's not a good story is it to be honest yeah. that was that report was a few days ago uh, by the time this podcast, so obviously I'm sure something will happen by the time we put this out, uh, sods law as they call it, this hasn't been any word. Oh, no. oh right, okay. Mm. They said something is, they, they said they're going to be making a call on it soon, whatever that might be. Soon. I imagine it's taking, it'll be taking Jimmy off TV for a while again. And it's just, it's 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 heartbreaking because this is clearly somebody that's got a problem and, 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 and he needs to be this needs to be seen to now this needs to be dealt with and it's it's just rough of all the times all the places to do it you're you're involved in the hottest angle that wwe has going at the moment and uh yeah really tough and and i think everybody there's 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 memes and stuff doing the rounds because you know nothing's off uh nothing nothing's off the table anymore with anything like this and you just remember that jimmy's got a family you know and it's it's an awful situation and i hope he gets the help that he needs all you yeah. can say, isn't it, really? Mm. You're right. Let's move on. CM Punk's loss to Mike Jackson 
wait, hang on, this isn't very relevant, Matthew. You're reading the right script. Uh, UFC 225 has been overturned to a no contest. Uh, the report noted that Jackson was stripped of a win after he tested positive for marijuana on fight night. However, the change in result to the June 2018 fight wasn't reported publicly until now. Uh, so Jackson tested positive for something, something, something marijuana, according to the commission disciplinary document. As a result, CM Punk's professional MMA record now reads 0-1-0 with one no Best contest. Best in the world! CM Punk! CM Punk! Yes! Look in my eyes! Uh, when MMA Junkie's Instagram post brought up this point, Jackson brushed it off and said the website's opinion was irrelevant. Oh, Jackson. <laughs> It's uh, just so a very yeah. late news. It's, this, this is the equivalent of, of getting a £2 credit from Deliveroo six months after you had your dinner. Like, it's like it's nice and all, but it doesn't really make much difference right now, does it? Yeah. No. Th- that fight was the one that I didn't watch. I remember watching the first one when he, he got beaten quite comprehensively. Apparently, this one was more just, like, disappointing. I just fizzled. The guy didn't put him away, so he got criticised for it. But he probably had the munch. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, things on his mind. Yeah, yeah. Watching repeats of Ed, Ed, and Eddie all night. That'll do it. <laughs> and if oh, that I've been compared to uh, Double D in the past from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Really? Yeah. Because if he wears a hat, he wears a black beanie sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he well he wears one. Can't you? Yeah. His, yeah. Uh, but he's like the one who's like nervous. He's the neurotic. Stuff. He's the, he's nervous, the neurotic yeah. clever one. Is yeah. Double D. Yeah. At least it wasn't. At least it wasn't Ed, either. <laughs> I like buttered toast. Yeah, that's a very... Oh, wow. That's a very good impression. <laughs> I was Ed. I wasn't Ed. Oh, if I'm Eddie in that case, then. Oh, I've got the slick back hair at this point. And the crazy shirts. Oh, no. There you go. Yeah. I'll take it. I was like... Do, 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 do. <laughs> yes. We're Dude, all as here. As a kid, as a kid, I'd be like, what oh, a what a disturbing show of weird... Ca- of weird ca- Cartoon Network had some weird... Do you remember Courage oh, the Cowardly Dog? I do it's love It's coming Courage back. What? There's it's a crossover. Home. It's, it's coming home. home. There's a Courage the Cowardly Dog crossover with Scooby Doo later Ooh. this year. That's then the thing. That, yeah. It looks good. It okay. looks good. Okay. It's like Rock versus Cena for dogs. <laughs> Twice in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. It's a thing that's happening. Courage okay. and the Scooby Doo yeah. crossover. Just go with it. <laughs> Trust the process. I'm sure it'll be fine. I have to beat you, Courage. Yikes. I have to beat you. <laughs> Forget about Muriel. Bam, she's not a factor. Written <laughs> about Red. Written about Rapney. Written about Reggie. About you and me. Oh, uh, God. I didn't run you over, Austin. <laughs> Courage is like, I did it for Muriel. <laughs> I did it for Muriel. <laughs> I did it for the slab. Return the slab. Uh, <laughs> also, if that wasn't old enough news, someone tweeted, uh, proof of match fixing in Roman era Egypt was discovered on a papyrus fragment detailed AD 267. We fragment. did something on this two years ago. I'm living oh, so the rounds now. No, it's it's obviously it's been around for probably millions of years. I thought it was, I thought it was similar. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling Curiosities, the podcast that I do on the regular, which is like right. wrestling documentary bits. We did a whole twenty minute special on the first fixed wrestling match. Oh, that's so over that. Mm, yeah. So so this is so this doing the rounds again and and flipping Tucky retweeted it, and I've just I've been that person going, 
Um, do you want to listen to this? Because <laughs> it's a whole documentary about the match, the lead up to it, what the papyrus says, and, and it's all there. So if you if you oh. dig around in the, in the archives of Cultaholic, there is a documentary on this papyrus and the and the fixing of the wrestling match. Let's not uh, let's not talk about that one. Go and watch Tom's uh, wrestling curious wrestling there curiosities. You go. Wrestling, wrestling curiosities. curiosities. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Oh. Do it. What a wonderful segue. Speaking <laughs> what of a wrestling... great segue. Yeah, thank you. Speaking of wrestling curiosities, WWE contracts. Uh, Tommy End showed up on AW Dynamite. People thought, bloody hell, that was a quick 90 days. Turns out, that was released from WWE on Wednesday, June, uh, June 2nd, 35 days ago. Though Black had been on WWE's main roster since early 2019, there seems to have been an error in his contract. Whereas a released main roster talent has a 90-day non-compete period, released NXT talents only have a 30-day non-compete. Uh, Black's contract, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, was never properly upgraded upon coming to the main roster. Uh, this means his non-compete period lapsed after 30 days. So there was a That's bit of panic. Like... Sorry, go on, Jack. I, I... Reminds me of what culture they, um, they forgot to ever give me a work email. Uh, so I was, I was cool with that. I just used my own. And I just felt like I had a superpower because they'd require that all correspondence would go through the work emails, which I'm guessing they could see, um, which isn't I'm not saying that's like evil empire stuff. It's just a company thing. But I could just use my own and I was buzzing. And I just never mentioned it. Also never mentioned that I can drive and I never had to drive anybody to or from oh. a wrestling show because they thought I was they thought I, I may have been too young, even though to drive a rental at the time, maybe. So it might have been irrelevant, but I kept that really quiet as well. Yeah. But she kept on talking to you know, the other people in the office. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you want to go for some desk quick and stuff? So just assumed you couldn't drive. Is this me being double D from Ed Eddie? Two cup stoppers. <laughs> I would like some desk quick. Yeah. When Joe Hendry comes in to sign some shirts, we'll all go out for some food. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you assume this was me? I was one of the stars of the show. I was one of the main attractions. And I'm behind the scenes. So it was like double D. Like you're double D. Yeah, yeah, double D. He's in the, he's in the, the title. He's in the title. Yeah. Joe Henry just had plank. I don't know. The <laughs> <laughs> um, with the the Malachi Black thing, the 30 day thing. Like somebody within WWE knew that that there had been an error somewhere, but they didn't know with who. So Buddy Murphy had a chat with. Um, Fightful from SeanRossSap.com. And um, they and he said there that he had a panicked phone call from WWE going, um, just want to check it. you've got 30 days on your contract. Do you want to upgrade it to 90 or not? Quickly now. And they went, no, mine's mine's 90. Oh, okay, it's not you. All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can imagine everybody had a phone call that morning. Do you want to upgrade to 90? We've got 90. Oh, okay, bye. I saw a very funny tweet. I don't know who it was by. You know when you don't follow the person, but it's been liked by people that you follow. One of them mm. might be Matthew, I'm not sure. But it was um, genuinely surprised that Alistair Black didn't didn't complete the full 90 days out of respect for Vince McMahon. <laughs> it's like, wow. Because <laughs> he's spent all his time since being released going like, it was great. It was so good there. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how like a lot of people seem to turn online on Alistair Black because he didn't come out and go, to hell with WWE. I know. Like, no. I know. I'm like, these are just wrestlers. Sorry. I'm glad. I'm glad he was. I'm glad he was happy there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. He, I'm sure he'll do very well here. I mean, it's Alistair Black. It's Malachi Black. 
It's Malachi Black, and it? it'll be Malachi fine. Black. It'll be That's that video Donnie. he put out just before it was so good. Andrew was telling me about this. Mm. Apparently, he's like, I can't see out of my eye, and the doctors were like, "What?" And he was like, "It got pushed into some ring steps," and they're like, "That never happened. That was all in your head." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way. Yeah, it's like, good, isn't it? Yeah. The whole Switch idea my bed in, you know. <laughs> Next to some dub X dub wrestler goes, what's up? He goes, I had this dream. I was in America. <laughs> what? And he just goes back to doing dub X dub like nothing happened. Yeah. So I'm not wrestling like the garden next week? No, no, you're doing dub X dub. You're in Dusseldorf. Oh, right. Why has no oh, release dub- wrestler done that yet? Where they, where their time, when the 90 days comes up and it's just them in the, in the bed going, oh, oh, what a weird dream. <laughs> what a funny dream. <laughs> I want at least one of them to do that. Yeah. To do, to do like, or wake up and they, and suddenly like their past self is in the shower. <laughs> like, ah, oh, it was a dream sequence all along, like in Dallas. Yes, that worked really well for Dallas, didn't it? The twist it really did, mate. They had the best ratings ever after That's that. That's right. I've never. Carry on. As a Dallas references, there we go. We're hitting the we're hitting the old Dallas, reference. Dallas, courage the cowardly dog. <laughs> Ed, 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 Eddie. Oh, now there's a difference between AD Dallas two and three Dallas. seven. There's a difference between Dallas and the Attitude Era of cartoons. Come on. <laughs> is that what it is? The Attitude Era? Oh, that was the Attitude Era, definitely. You had that and Nickelodeon just going head to head. Oh, the original, like, cow- like, the original, everything that came off of uh, what a cartoon cartoon, like the Cow and Chick and the Powerpuff Girl. That, cow and that Chicken. Is... Yeah. Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff Girl. Dexter's Lab. Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Lab. Cartoon, cartoon. No, 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 no. What was that? What? Johnny Bravo. That wouldn't, three, have, that wouldn't. That couldn't fly today. <laughs> that would not fly today. <laughs> what do you mean? Why do people say stuff like that? Like Johnny Bravo. You suppose, well, was that, you know he's an idiot. Ironic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was even fair, kids yeah. can appreciate irony. Wow, I want to be like that guy, getting beat up by all the women he talks to. <laughs> yeah, true. He's so good at picking up women. <laughs> I feel like we're missing a big one. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not. They're all where big was, ones. Where was recess? It wasn't on the other one. Hey, hey, yes. That was the evil, evil Disney Empire. I like Recess though. Yeah, I've been compared to TJ before physically. Now that I get. Okay. I get TJ from Recess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was. uh, Was it around that time that that Disney bought Doug and just decided we're just going to put this in the bin? And we're gonna swing it around the bin. In the bin. No, you you shut your mouth, mate. You, I will come round there. (laughs) Up if next, dis- a cartoon. Yay! Young me, so happy. I love cartoons. What's it going to be? It's Doug. Oh, do God. It, do it. Oh, you, you. I'll be round there, and I will, I'll tan your behind if you start slagging off Nickelodeon-era Doug. Promise it was. Promise it was when Doug got called up to Disney. <laughs> they don't know how to book him, so it eye. just went wrong. <laughs> it's at this point that I wish our podcast set up where, like, Richard had a live mic as well rather than just being, like, in our ears because I, I think he'd have some, like, cool cartoon opinions. I bet he'd be like, Samurai Jack was good, lads. And we'd be like, ooh, yes. Oh, nice shout on Samurai Jack. <clears throat> I never watched it, but I imagine Richard was a fan. I'm just can guessing. We, can we not bring it. Richard in? Richard, no, just, just saying, just saying, just, just for bring, a second. Just, just you got bring... any, any good cartoon shouts from that era if he's there? He can't be heard, so we can just say anything. Please, go on. Oh, he doesn't know. He just doesn't know. He just gives a non-answer. Space Ghost. Uh, the, the coast to coast. What a, good, what a good pick. Harvey yeah, Birdman, right. attorney at law. Pick, Pinky in the brain. I mean, that, oh, that's yes. a good one, but it wasn't a different era. Um, oh, all right, I'll take it. Heathcliff we, and Marmaduke. We, we did no, finish. No, what are you doing here? 
Guys, I've just got one eye on the runtime, obviously. Um, we, did finish finish hour, the, we did finish the news, didn't we? Or did we? Uh, no, we hadn't. No. We got, we got, uh, <laughs> I think we've done like two Damn stories. It. I beg your pardon. Uh, we'll move on to wrestling, uh, I guess. Uh, there's an interesting thing that happened with Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk this week. Uh, mm. Tommy Dreamer provided an update on the health of Terry Funk after Don Morocco revealed that the 77-year-old Funk was battling dementia and living in an assisted living facility, which prompted a lot of people to get very upset at the idea of someone so beloved by wrestling fans in the wrestling industry having dementia. So Dreamer went, sod it, I'll ring him. And had a conversation, and in Dreamer's own words, he was and is sharp as a tack. I'm talking about college for my daughters, the wrestling business. He knows about AEW. He calls it from Dusty's Boys. He talks about Vince and knows about the Peacock Network. Wow. Um, he is an assisted living, but he still has his home. He's 77. His daughter's worried because he's alone. Sometimes he's forgetful as a rough patch of his health. Uh, but ever since he's moved to assisted living, he's been in better, I don't want to say spirit, but more with it. And they carried on. And uh, once the dreamer told him about everyone talking about him online, uh, Funk said, fantastic. Uh, he calls you back. He says, tell me all this stuff. He says, they need to go out and make money with this. He says, we're going to make money off of this Seekers kid, a.k.a. Roman Reigns. <laughs> not hanging me and you. I'm coming out of retirement. Let's do it. I can still draw. Yes! I heard the ratings are in the, the toilet. Uh, and then Tommy Dreamer says, I hang up. He calls me back and he's like, I'm either going to get arrested. I'm thinking of taking off all my clothes, running around in the street and beating people up. We'll make money on this somehow. If they think I'm crazy, we'll show them I'm crazy. Forever! God bless you. Forever! Forever! So the good Scott news there Miller. that Terry Funk doing all right. As Seeker's Terry kids. Funk can be Seeker's kid. Seeker's kid. Yeah, bro. I mean, so that, that's that's. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they didn't talk about old cartoons like I Are Baboon. <laughs> yeah. I Are Baboon and I Am Weasel. They don't make them like they don't like they used. To. <laughs> oh, I still remember when they used to advertise cigarettes during the Flintstones. <laughs> It's good. It's good that he's doing better than everybody feared. Yes. Uh, sorry, to, sorry to just. Sorry. No, no, no. You, you, no, no you're right. Actually, no, thank you, Jack, for being uh, a normal person there. And it just goes <laughs> to show that you shouldn't trust everything you read online, especially new, new dirt sheet writer Don Morocco. <laughs> it is amazing how one tweet can cause everyone going, "Oh God, Terry! Oh no!" And then Twitter rings up, "Nice, no, fine." He's Terry. Oh, bless him. So yeah, and. Is there any other wacky news before we talk about stuff? No, you know what? I think that's enough news for for now. We should move on to the other segments where we don't talk about wrestling. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. In condescending order from last week, uh, Blue Cane, 18%. Um, Blue Cane messaged me to say thank you for the discussion of me on the podcast really appreciate it I told Jack this because I assumed he told Jack being that it was Jack's pick and Jack went he didn't pick me he didn't message me I should say he didn't message me and then Jack said I hope he doesn't win so there you go it's a hollow victory for you Jack in your face in fairness Blue Cane did tweet me so you know He's still, he's still, he's all right. You're all right, Blue Cane. <laughs> That's gotta be Blue Cane. <laughs> Don't be Blue Cane. Uh, Andrew Hodgkinson, real life heel, thirty-four percent. 
I've forgotten what he did. He locked the office in the building. Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes the funny. real life drama story. Oh, that was, that was good. Do I not get a nod for that as well? Because I, I did wanna, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention it because we hadn't cleared it with you yet. But oh, right. it's fine. Wait, did, we, did I mention it? I might have mentioned. You messaged it. me and yeah. you said I mentioned it. And I oh, that's back fine. To last as long as I. All right. So. so I did the classic. Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Okay, that's right, it. I, I, I was sat at home. I was sat at home, and, and, and Alex was at home, and I saw the message come through about locking about like locking the the grill locking people in the building i was like you won't believe what andrew did he (laughs) (laughs) and then the penny dropped i've just done exactly the same i i had a great time i described it as like the first like one of the first like two missions in a grand theft auto game where it's so (laughs) simple like you don't need to shoot anyone you don't need to do anything difficult i just had to walk down the street check a building was open and then have a brief conversation, which I imagine was my cutscene, and then walk back to where I began. And I was like, mission passed. Re- what's it like? Respect. Close. Like, yeah, yeah. And then you turn yeah. on all weapons sheet and, and shoot, shoot a grenade in <laughs> a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. A tank appeared in the middle of Stoddard Street and I got it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> love GTA. Mm-hmm. But you know GTA what 6 love? is out in 2025, I think they said. Yeah. They've, they've, they've pitched it quite far ahead because they want to avoid video game crunch. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like, but then everyone's gone. If it's come, right, if I've got to wait this long, I want to be able to walk into a perfect replication of my house in this mm. game and live my own boring life through GTA. Well, I've thought before, what would what would a Grand Theft Auto Titan and Weir be like? That would be amazing. Ah, oh, you, you, you'd still get stuck in traffic all the time, Rich. Oh, yes, you would. <laughs> yeah, because all these people running around trying to get fit, blocking the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> but the clear winner, Tyler Breeze. 40%. That was you, Matthew, I think. It was. Me and Tyler have so much in common. Um, Hair. Every hair in Blake. (laughs) Bless you. That's all I could get out before I sneeze. So, thank you very much, the lovely voters for Cultaholic. I'll go first then, because uh, I won. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Because of the Terry Funk news, I was reminded about a lovely story from Terry Funk's autobiography involving him and the insane clown posse. This is Terry Funk's words. Insane Clown Posse is a pair of rappers, Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope, who paint their faces up like clowns. They're also completely insane and a couple of wrestling fans. They put out a videotape where they were commentating on old matches. One of the matches had me versus Abdullah the Butcher, and they kept knocking us and laughing at us. Look at those two big goofs acting like they're wrestling. (laughs) After I heard about that, Every time someone told me they were going to see the Insane Clown Posse, I said, tell them if I see them, I'm going to go ahead and kick their asses. <laughs> Goofy bastards. Knocking me on a tape and using it for consent. Of course, I would have known the Insane Clown Posse from Adam and Eve. And if I'd seen them on the street, I sure wasn't listening to their damn music. <laughs> Finally, I got a call at the ranch from Sabu. Terry, I've got, of course, Terry, <laughs> I've got the Insane Clown Posse here. They want to come and see you but they don't know if you're mad at them or not. Well, bring the sons of bitches out here. (laughs) They had just finished a show at Corpus Christi, and their next one was in Houston. So they took their bus all the way from Corpus Christi to Amarillo and then back down to Houston after they met me. I told you they were nuts. I'm assuming that's a long distance. And so the Insane Clown Posse came into the house and Vicky had some chili cooked up. They sat down and ate a bowl of chili apiece and talked to me. They said they were very sorry if I was upset over what they said on the tape, and we buried the hatchet. Then, Violent J said, Terry, we want to leave you some money for using that tape of you. I said, no, 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 don't do that. Yes, Terry, 
we're going to leave it under this jar, under this counter here. I kept telling them not to, but I walked in the next room before them. They followed me in and told me they had to go. We said our goodbyes and Insane Clown Posse drove off in their bus. And then I walked back into the other room to get their money. I knew they left, even though I told them not to. And I have to tell you, I was excited. I was thinking, oh boy, I bet they left me 20 bucks, maybe even 40, which would have just tickled me pink. I thought I'd have enough to pay for the chili at least. And so I was really happy at the notion of having 20 bucks. So I went in there, lifted up the jar, and there was $4,000 there. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. And so let me tell you people something right now. I love the insane car posse. <laughs> The next retirement match I have, I love the fact, by the way, you say times, the next retirement match I have, they're going to be in the semi-final. They're the greatest band in the world, and I have all their records. And it ends, I haven't got round to listen to them yet, but I do have them round this somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that story. Oh, it's like, that, that was a roller coaster. That, I could, that yeah. could have gone any way. I thought, like, he'd turn up, and then Terry Funk would run out of his house in his underpants and his cowboy boots, wailing his belt, Go out of here! <laughs> Oh, it's just like the fact like, I no, I just, anyway. to, I just want you to apologise. No, I'll leave you some money. No, don't. No, no, no. I see people heard them tell the story as well. And they said like, all right, we won't leave any money. I'm just going to use the bathroom quick. <laughs> and say, oh, yeah. All right. From the Double Cross Ranch, me, mate, can't get one over here. It's like, oh, boy, 20 bucks. That would be nice. Four That's grand. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. You should have taken the money. So there, that's Terry Funk's ICP story. Let's go on. Jack, what have you got for us? Did I nominate, because I remember I tweeted about him, but I don't think I ever nominated him for the Hall of Fame. Maybe I did. Please stop me if I've already told this story on the podcast. Okay. <clears throat> I was walking home. You've told the story. So thank you. Sorry. When I passed a guy who was listening to the podcast. Yeah, 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 you did. I oh. have told that story. On. Oh, yeah, you actually have. I was just being a dick, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you. No, I thought you'd recognise the story straight away. Um, I was walking home and I passed a guy who was listening. He went, "Are you Jack?" And I went, "Yeah." And he went, "I'm listening." And he showed me his phone. He was, yeah, he was listening to the podcast. It was freak. We both freaked out. We were like, "Whoa, hang on." I think his name was Al, but I can't quite remember. I'm so sorry if you're listening, but I did tweet about him, so I did remember his name when I had to. It's so hard. I, I feel bad now. I think it was Al. Oh god, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna check that after this podcast, and then be like, "Damn it!" And then probably tweet him saying, "I got your name wrong on the podcast." Oh, because anyway. what if you what if you walk past him now? You forgot me. I, I listened to your podcast no, when you I'd were three I, meters in front of me. And you couldn't remember a minute. You'll throw his phone on the floor. No, no, I'm better with faces than I am with names. I think. But anyway, uh, instead, I'll. Oh, it's so cheap. It's so cheap. I'll nominate Gareth Southgate. It's so oh, cheap. It's not cheap. It's so cheap. I, nice knowing your ICP Terry Funk story. I felt like I'd missed something in between the last World Cup and then the build-up to this tournament because everyone was acting for some reason like Gareth Southgate was the worst manager in the world. And I remember thinking, hang on, lads. He got us to the semi-final of the World Cup. I had a brilliant summer in 2018. I don't think it rained much. The, we did well beyond anyone's expectations. It was all brilliant. And I remember thinking, why does everyone hate Gareth Southgate now? And then for the first, up until we beat Germany... In the build-up to every game, the team selection would go out on Twitter for that match and Twitter would again act like he was the worst manager in the world and tear him apart. And Southgate cut what can only be described as a promo after the Germany game, a very reserved, dignified one, where they said, Gareth, how do you feel? You've just beaten Germany. And he went, if I picked that team and we'd lost, 
then I'm dead. And I was like, go on, Gareth, go on, Gareth. And I just think, I just think he seems like, and I don't know him, obviously. I don't actually know what he's like, but he comes across like a very, very passionate and a nice guy. And I think he deserves all the success. It's not just me going like, come on, England. I think that it's, I think he seems like a, a fundamentally like a decent man. And I think that his redemption from having missed the penalty against Germany to then 20 year, 25 years later be it like, ah, oh, it's just. It's a great it's story, perfect. isn't it? It's yeah. a great so story. Good. Even if we don't win on Sunday, uh, I still think like he deserves it all. He's he yeah. just seems like a fantastic bloke. So see, this is yeah. it. It doesn't. I don't think it. Like you're right. I don't. Like, obviously, football's coming home, so it needs to win. But um, I don't think like whatever the result on Sunday, it's the fact that we're there. The fact yeah. that the fact that I was watching it and it was like minutes left of the second half of extra time, and I'm going. All right, where's where's the sting in the tail? Where's the catch yeah. coming here? Where they're yeah. going to get one, aren't they? And we're going to get a, and like and all like, literally to the very last second, you're going every time, every time, uh, they, every time Denmark got the ball, went up that other end, even with like seconds to go, you're like, oh no, we're going to England this, aren't we? And we didn't, and mm. it was amazing. And <clears> Southgate <throat> has been a, just a, a, like a, I say, like a quiet, reserved. Just like, we'll go again, we'll go again. I think there was another interview he did afterwards where they said, oh, we were allowed to be celebrating tonight after the semi-final. And he said, well, I think they did just then. That was the celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the celebration just then. It's like, yeah, they're going to just behave themselves. <laughs> Get to Sunday and then they can do what they like. But, yeah, no, he's good. good. He's good. And he's he's proven so many people wrong. I just really admire him. I think he seems like a great guy. So, mm. Gareth Southgate's mine. It is cheap, but I feel like at least I've showed my working enough that it's not that cheap of an answer. But there we go. Uh, is it? It's Tom. Tom, what is your... It is Tom. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> is it Tom? Yeah, Tom, Tom. Tom. Is it Tim? Is it... <laughs> is it uh, what's his name? Is it Jonah Hill? Um, no, stop, so my, stop um so, so my my picks. I'm no up against offense, Terry no Funk. To, I, I acted I so. I was so annoyed there mm-hmm. at you comparing yourself to Jonah Hill that I offended Jonah Hill. Oh, oh no, no, don't say that. When I started, you look at the comments on that first video, and everyone's going, "Wow, Cold Holic on Jonah Hill." <laughs> like, I never, yeah. I never understood that. I don't think uh, you're like very different people. Anyway, anyway. Uh, it's what it is. So my nomination is Jonah Hill. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> so Terry Funk, Gareth Southgate. <laughs> it was me all along, Austin. <laughs> um, I'm going to put Pablo in for the Hall of Fame. Oh, right? yes. Now, yes. It's been a funny week because, like, as I said at the start, like, um, like I only, this is Cultaholic's my full-time job, but every so often I get a little offer to go and do some other radio work. And it's not a case of, oh, I've got a work to do. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable doing this, but I flipping love a bit of radio. And any chance I get, if I can fit it in, then I, I love to do it. So that's been my week is I just, and I'm tired and Alex is going, it's your own fault. I know it's my own fault, but it's fine. So I've been all over the place this week. So, so bless him. Like he's a bit confused because Alex has been working all week. I've been working all week. So we're kind of coming and going at weird times. We're getting back to proper office life in a couple of weeks as well. So he's kind of getting used to us not being here as much. And we're trying to do everything to make sure that he's comfortable with that. But that's not the reason I'm pointing him in. Right. So where we live, there is this this sort of communal corridor area, which is which is safe and, and locked up and stuff. But because he's an indoor cat, um, it's like to take him for a little walk up the corridor on a morning to do his rounds, as we call it now. Like I'll be up at like half five, and I'll go. Oh, he'll be stuck by. The, he'll be sat by the door. Meow, 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 meow. Okay, we'll go and do your rounds. He likes just he likes just to go and check everything's all right in the communal area. Like, yeah, everything's fine. 
Um, how do you get went... him back? In? How do you then get him back in? Because cats are so. Well, to be honest, more often than not, he'll have a little wander around and then he'll go, okay, I'm ready to go back now. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Sometimes, sometimes I'll just put some dreamies inside the, the house, inside uh, the house, and he'll just go, oh, okay, I'll just nip in and have these. Ah, oh, you've shut the door, you bamboozled yeah. me. Um, but more often than not, he'll come. On this particular occasion, he was more than happy to walk in because on this occasion, the reason I'm putting him in is the other morning we were, he was doing his rounds and, um, and I sit down on the floor. It's very early. I've got a coffee with him. I'm on my phone. I'm starting doing some, some prep. And then from the other side of the corridor, I just hear. Mm. I was like, what's happened? And then he's looking through the door, through like the door that opens the, to the rest of the corridor, like bearing his teeth, his hair's all back, his tail's all up. He's sitting like, oh, is there, is there a cat in the bit next door that he says, I'll go up and see. And you know, on some doors where they've got the, the bit at the very bottom, which is mirrored on yeah. the bottom of some swing yeah, doors, yeah, yeah. he's caught himself in the mirror and he thinks it's another cat because he's in the window <laughs> at the above it and he's got, oh, that's clearly the part. Of the... So he, so, and he's there for about three minutes, like growling and <laughs> at himself. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll film this because that's what you do just to show Alex, this is what he did this morning. But then the door, um, it's, it's air pressured. So if somebody underneath it, like the, the rooms around us, if somebody like maybe slams their door or whatever, sometimes it can make the air on this door go. Somebody did, and the door oh. kind of opened and closed. I've never seen him move so quick in my life. Like, because <laughs> he thought the door was opening, boom, gone. So what I've learned this week about about Pablo, he is all talk and no action. Like he'll <laughs> he'll give it all this. He is the cat equivalent of somebody who across the street go, "Oi, dickhead! Oh, you? Yeah, 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 yeah!" Oh, and he's gone. He'll run yeah. off. He'll be off on his bike. Like he's all he's talk. En- he's Enzo Amore. He's the Enzo Amore. <laughs> Georgianella. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's Janelle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, my nomination this week, just just because he's been wonderful during a weird time, and for that gorgeous interaction of him kicking off with himself, uh, I'm putting the realest cat in the room, Pablo, into the Hall of Fame. Nice, I like that. But Pablo. I'm more of a cat person, so I'd be more inclined to to vote for Pablo. That's I know a good that Matthew, shout. Matthew's more of a dog person there, as we can yeah, see. we I'm noticed right. the wall. <laughs> cat, cats will. <laughs> Cats will do, but it's not as good as the real thing. Oh, God. You now, me. Uh, Ross did a survey once because he did a Q&A video, and one of the questions was, do people in Cult of Holly prefer cats or dogs? So he put in the, our chat, please reply with a cat or a dog emoji. If oh, it, was yeah. wonder- it was wonderfully playful for Ross. Anyway, so I, I remember looking at who were the cat people, and I can't quite remember who we were. It was like me... You must be new, Tom. Oh, I used to be a dog person, and I used uh, to dislike. I used to dislike cats until I met Pablo, and now I will uh, quite happily take a bullet for him. <laughs> like, yeah, my my opinion on cats changed like, when he what, came into the world. What's Pablo done to deserve a, a bullet? Wait. No, well, <laughs> finally, me and you, Pablo. When, when Mira Pablo finally gets through <laughs> and, and comes for him for all the all the smack he's been talking. Yeah. That's I how you know it's was... the evil Pablo because he's got a gun. <laughs> he does share the same name as. Wait, does he? The drug lord, yeah. Escobar. Yeah, Escobar. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, his, yeah. his middle name yeah. is Escacato, so... Oh, yes, of course. <clears throat> um, but I'll try to remember who else. I think Andrew might have been a cat person as well. Oh, but we get judged a lot by the dog people and looked down upon, and I feel mm. like it's not very fair. I'm allergic to dogs anyway, so I ain't got a choice. And uh, whenever I tell people that, or whenever I'm around someone's house and I can't touch their dog, do you know whose fault it is? 
It's always my fault. So it's your they're fault. They're always like, they're, like, the dog will be sad because I'm not giving it affection. And then obviously everyone goes, is the mean boy not good? And I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not my fault. Who's that it? piece of garbage over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you come near. Yeah. Who's that yeah. jumping out the sky? Are we right? <laughs> Who's that jumping out the sky? <laughs> Who's that jumping out the sky? Belly. <laughs> You've done it now. You're allergic to dogs. You're not, are you allergic to cats as well, Jack? occasionally I'll find a, like probably like one in six cats or something because I no, am toying with the dogs. idea of possibly bringing Pablo into the office on the odd occasion oh if if he's just so we'll if, see if how we go if he's there and I'm allergic to him uh, I won't be like as if I'll get it just from him being around it's right. I'll have to probably touch him so even if but usually I'm not allergic to cats no mm. no usually I'm fine I might bring yeah. him in on the odd morning it's like a little day out thing I'll yeah. take your cat to work oh though. man I'd be so paranoid about to... taking my cat further afield but I'm sure Why? you know. What you're, I'm sure you know what you're doing. In case they run away, well, you just have to look after. You have to, I've taken Pablo on a train before. Yeah, like, yeah. And he's you just give him a, you just give him a bunch of catnip before he gets on there, so he's high as a kite for most of the journey. Yeah, <laughs> and he's and he's fine. It's like Mr. T in the A Team getting on the plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, getting on the train, fool. Have yeah. That. Oh, okay. <laughs> eat, eat this catnip. Yeah. Yeah. Half of the. I'm half the dog people though. You said something there. I was like, oh, you know, dog people, cat people don't get along. Dog people are fine, not disliking cats. It's only when cat people go, what do you mean you prefer dogs to cats? And they bring it up. Like the AEW fans on Twitter. I was going to say, this is. <laughs> what do you this... mean you can't appreciate the nuance of Kenny and make like, just shut up. Let me enjoy this. <laughs> My doggy yeah. Alan or whatever. <laughs> mm. Oh, you don't like pets, but you like dogs. Oh, interesting oh. that. Cats have been booked really well for ages, you <laughs> mark. Yeah. Cats, uh, I, I got to talk, dogs take the blood money. <laughs> or whatever Big was talking about this week. Anyway, that got a bit weird, so let's get back on schedule. I know we hate that. The three... Pi- By the way, as well, Tom, well done. You, this, this shows your professionalism. With one of the picks being Gareth Southgate, you still went in with Pablo the Cat and a lovely story trying to get that Hall of Fame vote. If I knew that Gareth Southgate would have been one of the, the picks, I probably wouldn't have put that much effort. I would have probably gone, um, buttered toast. Next. Oh, mm. and oh we've, got an inna- we've got an international audience. You never know. Well, no, oh, I my think I- God. Can you imagine? Mm. If he because get international in. fans, Gareth Southgate comes second place to either Pablo the Cat or the St. Carlos, the entire book. I can I only assume. Ah. Former, cult- <laughs> former cult the Holic Heavyweight champion Pablo the Cat, I believe, as well. I can only assume that if people don't vote for Pablo, they mm. must just hate him. Yeah, yeah, it must be one. Oh, you top you, you. They must just hate him and want him done. So, oh, is that it? That's that's you know what? That's fine. You, I, I can't change your mind on that. If you don't vote Pablo, you clearly hate my cat. So, and I'd like to football's apologize. coming out. Yeah, if you don't <laughs> vote for this, you clearly hate Violent J. And I'd like to apologize once again to Al. Although now I'm worried he might be called J, but I'll stick with Al. Who I walked past, he was listening to our podcast because I almost nominated him for the whole thing and then didn't. I just, uh, well, just put him in next week. Could do, could do. I'll see there if I can do anything. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on yeah. the back burner for next week. Well done, if, Al. If Southgate brings himself off the bench and scores the winner, I may have to Oh, him That'd be amazing. <laughs> where, is, where is work clothes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the three picks of the Colleg Hall of Fame. The ICP Terry Funk story. Gareth Southgate, you may have heard of him. And Pablo the Cat. These three picks are yours and yours alone to vote for if you go to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic.
This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! This week in wrestling. Bloody week S- in the wrestling. Exactly. Smackdown. Edge opens the show saying that Daniel Bryan cost him the win at WrestleMania and Jay Uso's interference didn't help either. But he knows he could beat Roman one-on-one and will become champion at Money of the Bank. And then later on, as we'll get the end bit all the way, backstage, Jimmy Uso has spent a lot of the time talking to Heyman about how he and Roman are going to end Edge tonight. But Roman's nowhere to be found. Hmm. Jimmy heads the ring and calls out Edge, who eventually appears. Jimmy promises that this is not a trap, and it just wants Edge one-on-one. Edge says that this is this is actually a trap for you, uh, which throws Jimmy off his game in the ensuing brawl. Edge beats up Jimmy, and he locks in the crossface of a chair leg to end the show with the wacky eyes, going, mm. like every YouTube thumbnail in existence. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah. Uh. So I felt like I was missing something with this episode, or like I'd missed Edge's mind game was saying... Roman will turn up, but he'll kick your ass. And then Jimmy's folly was thinking that Roman was there, like he is every week, but he wasn't. I thought, I just felt like I was missing something. Uh, And what my theory is that Roman, for whatever reason, maybe couldn't make the show, and then they had to rewrite it. That's what it felt like to me anyway. It was a bit wishy-washy and a bit strange. But what did you... Did you get the same vibe? Yeah, I wasn't sure why he wasn't there. Was there any sort of reason why he wasn't there? Was it just, I missed a week, I had a little sleep in? We don't know, do we? Maybe. I don't think I no, I don't think anything came out, although I was off, so I may have missed it. Well, unless it's one of those things whereby if Roman is there when all this goes down, like it makes him look a bit weaker. So like when all this for all this to go on when he's not there is like, well, you, only, the only reason you got away with all that is because I wasn't here. I guess so. But mm. they always but they wouldn't they love having Roman on, don't they? He's their biggest star by far. So I don't know. Well him and Lashley were both absent. So I thought they were doing Yeah, Lashley stuff. was gone as well, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's okay, maybe no it big deal. No, but both world champs are around. The maybe it major. was a, maybe it was a rest week or something, I don't know. There's a few people taking random bits of time off at the moment, I feel like, because WWE's about to get back on the road. I guess they want to yeah. spend that last bit of time with loved ones before mm. they get back to touring, which I kinda get. They're human, mm. aren't they? Just I like I like I like goodbye. the way they've built Edge and Roman for money in the bank. I think I've I've enjoyed like the this this sort of pun intended edge to edge in this one like where he came back initially came back and it was kind of feel good and then he did the stuff with randy that kind of got him a bit uptight again he was a bit heelish coming out of wrestlemania disappeared and now he's just kind of like desperate caveman type thing he was like i know i can beat you this time and there's there is just a, a another another nuance to to edge's character that i'm very much enjoying on smackdown yeah, as someone who saw Edge come back and rumble, go, oh, that's a nice return pop, and then he won. I'm like, wait, what? No, 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 no. This is too much of the old people coming back. No, he's been great. No, nah, mm-hmm. as someone who was very negatively came back, cause I'm just sick of them going back to the, what's this? The year of our Lord, 1998. That's it. The last time wrestling was good. Well, let's go back to this. No, Edge has been great. Can't wait to see the match and more promos. And then beating up the Usos. They would all mm-hmm. appreciate that. Big E teams up with Kinsuke Nakamura. Take on Kinsuke, yeah. Kinsuke, Paul Cruz and Baron Corbin. Corbin is sad because he lost his crown. And also, he's lost a lot of money in um, Bitcoin, I believe. Or maybe it was one of the other variants of that. Maybe it was Diddler coin. I'm not sure what we're on now. Was, 
was the, are we men sorry fin- no the segment's not yeah, finished I'll, yet, I'll finish the whole yeah, thing yeah. Uh, so they're having the match Corbin looks a bit fed up but midway through it Rick Boogs announces that Corbin's car is being towed and you'd be like oh the mind games from the Boogster but then they show footage of the car being towed he's like oh god my car is actually being towed so he just <laughs> loses and then loses to Big E and then I'm like you know I'm enjoying some of it I'm enjoying like Baron Corbin be like, oh no, you know. <laughs> I like unlucky Alf Baron Corbin that we're yeah, seeing yeah. at the moment. He's just so unlucky. He's like, wait, no, uh, that, that crowd had all my power. I'm I'm cramped now. But then, lads, lads, did up? either of you try and talk to me there for the past like 20 seconds because my internet just dropped out and came back? And I think I'm all right. No, we're nah. all good. You sound if, good if, one, if any of you, I just wanted, I was worried that one of you would go like, isn't that right, guys? And then I was just like, just didn't give you anything for. <laughs> Nah, you appreciate right. that. Cool. No, no, cool. you're fine. Cool. Uh, let us know if that happens again. Yeah. Got a few seconds in case we want to edit that. But if not, it's okay. No, 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 no just carry on. Just carry on. Okay, we'll carry on then. It's all good. Yeah, unlucky okay. Elf Baron Corbin is 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 wonderful fun. Yeah. I think we should lean into it more and just have him watch his car get towed away and just look at the camera and go, bugger. Yeah. <laughs> like, that should be him each time. Well, you got a handicap match tonight, Baron Corbin. It's it's Ooh. you and somebody else against I bet one I'll person. Probably lose. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's two against one. E with these odds, even a loser like me can win. And he trips over his own feet and just gets pinned <laughs> by Shorty G, who's like, "Aha, revenge for all that year." Booker, Booker. <laughs> this is all right until Corbin's walking down the hallway, all sad, sad, sad. And then Boo comes up, he's like, ho, 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 yeah, king puns. I'm like, no, 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 don't kick the dude when he's down. Like, that's just, that's the, nah. Rick Boo, they call him. Yes, absolutely. Well, if, only, if only Baron Corbin could be a happy Corbin again, that would surely be the way that we should go. The what would make him happy US again, US patent Tom? office. <laughs> what, would make, what would make him happy? What, what's the thing that's going to, like, flip the switch? Oh, uh, chin I reckon, I reckon it'll be a little subtle thing and it'll be like he'll win a fiver on a scratch card. And it, yeah. Yeah, things are looking up. <laughs> and happy Corbin blazoned across the screen. <laughs> or better yet, they'll start filming him with that filter which turns your face into a permanent smile. That's how we fix it. I feel like the everything from like the accents <laughs> to the very mundane thing. We feel, I feel like you've turned Corbin into a Viz um, like, character. Well, he's a fast show character. He's unlucky Alf on yeah, the fast show. Right. So we're, uh, we're, le- we're leaning we're leaning into that yeah. fast show aesthetic from got from it. back in the day. No. I feel like Baron Corbin is unfeasibly large testicles though. That's a... <laughs> I'm not too familiar with the fashion. I know jazz. Welcome to jazz club. I know that bit of the fashion. Nice, great. There's probably quite a few. There's probably quite a few fashion gags that you know that you just don't know their fashion gags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, This week I have been mostly eating (laughs) corn on the cob, like Jesse's diets. And um, what other great fashion gags were there? They're they're, they're different. I said, oh. Hula hoops around. They're gonna stay around, and they'll be round forever. <laughs> isn't the Jeez. brilliant guy from the fashion? Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't everything nah. brilliant? That's it, yeah. Baron Corbin. But wow, isn't it great? Aren't former Ring of Honor wrestlers going to NXT? Get signed. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> anyway, yeah, watch oh, all the matches. Brilliant. The um. Or oh, better yet, better yet, we we we, re- we revamped Baron Corbin. And they cut to a video of him walking down a country road wearing a long Mac, like a moonlight shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Little look back to the camera. Cor- <laughs> Corbin's, Corbin's very sad. 
Smart. Sad. Sad cobalt. Him turning sad is funny. Him being sad and showing how sad he is. No, no, no. Don't show that. Mm. Mm. Boogs, you need to like, take it down a bit. Take it down a notch, pal. Bailey cuts a promo saying that Bianca Belair may be physically strong, but she's mentally weak. Springs out Belair and they argue. Belair decides the only way to shut Bailey up is with an I quit match at Money in the Bank uh, because Hell in a Cell ended nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right totally. with these two feuding. They've got good chemistry, but uh, it's it's okay. Can we move on now? I like the matches. I like the action. Yeah, the matches are good. Oh, no, I did politician hand there. Hey. I I like the matches. Oh, I, why I, did I do that? Uh, but I alas, I like the matches, like... Uh, but we all must do what needs to be done for our country. Uh, yes, but with great respect, Minister, did you threaten to overrule him? <laughs> I'm playing the Patterson role here. I did not overrule No, but did you threaten to overrule did you threaten? him? Oh, if people haven't I... seen that Jeremy Paxman interview, please. Oh, I know some of the young ones are like, what are you talking about? There's a Jeremy Paxman interview where he interviews... Um, Michael Howard? Michael Howard, hi. And he just... Michael Howard just refuses to ask the question. And Paxman's like, no, no, I'm not having this. Answer the question. Yeah. Did you threaten to rule? <laughs> anyway, oh, go away. Um, what were we talking about? Howard, oh, yeah, Bailey. yeah, yeah. So I enjoy, the, I enjoy the matches, but I don't enjoy the storyline, like the reason for it. Like the whole Bianca being... Doing it for all the victims of bullying and stuff. Well, in theory, that's a nice thing and good for the kids watching. In practice, I just feel like it comes across quite shoehorned in. I don't mm. really like it. not not to. But the matches are good. They're both really good, obviously. You know. Yeah, and then Kevin Owens wrestled Sami Zayn. Yeah, I think it's just at the same time as that papyrus thing coming up. That's how long mm. it's been going up <laughs> in a last man standing match, thereby qualifying for Money in the Bank. Turns out Kevin Owens had a week off. Just recover from having a previous match with Sami Zayn to have another match with Sami Zayn. That's why he had the break, just to recover to have another match and batter him. Lots of tables here, just lots to, of just battering. Just fuel his hatred for a week. Yeah. You know when a Pokemon uses focus energy? That was yes. Kevin Owens all week, and he was just going... <laughs> Those two-part moves, like fly, and you go, where is yeah. he? And then he's in your yeah. face. Yeah, so I loved it. There's not much else you can say about these matches other than two Canadian lads battered each other, Canadian style. Yeah. Canada. Mm-hmm. Nothing either. else. No, no, it was just. Yeah, there we go. That's all you can say. Yeah, it was just oh. good. Owen should be good in the Money in the Bank ladder match because he does silly things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sonia Deville introduces the next entrant into the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, oh. and it is Zelina Vega. How underwhelming was this? As oh, a thing. Tom, wait, Tom, you're not underwhelmed yet. Liv Morgan interrupts and is angry that Vega gets a free pass. Vega says she's better than Liv and will prove it right now. Vega loses in two minutes. I just... <laughs> now it's underwhelming. I just... I just... Everything about this, even the even Michael Cole, who was just like, oh, it's it's Zelina Vega. Like, there was so much... Like, I, I get that you don't want to acknowledge, like, the, the fandom that much. I get that and all the stuff that went around it, but... Come on, there was so much conversation around Zelina Vega. This like, felt deliberate, deliberately quiet. Yeah, like they, yeah. they, yeah, it was just like, oh, look who it is. I guess she's having a match. Oh, well, she lost. Up next is this. Like, un- so undermined. And and it, it makes you wonder why she came back. And, you know, obviously, we all, you know, we all got to work. We all got to yeah. work. We all got to work. We all got to do a thing. So, you know, no, no disrespect. I know a lot of people have, have gone off at Zelina Vega for going back to, to WWE and, Hey, look, people got to work. 
Mm. You know, it yeah. wasn't she your tried. decision to make. Yeah. Right. She tried. It didn't work. She's like, well, I've got to earn a paycheck. Mm. To be offered or something, and she took it. I think people have been, and this, oh, what, the revolution didn't start. You failed, Zelina Vega. I'm like, hang yeah. on, mate. Are you hiring her? No. Yeah, exactly. I, I wonder if Liv Morgan went, Vega. And then Vega went, where were we? And then Liv Morgan went, you were losing. And then, sorry, that's just one for Matthew there. It's just, <laughs> just completely one for Matthew. Sorry. Every week we do a little bit of the Street Fighter movie. And we'll eventually, have t- we'll have done the, we'll have done the entire yeah. bit and you can just segment it. <laughs> have, you done the, have you done the Here bit where Zelina Vega. <laughs> 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 what were you saying, Tom? This timid young flower is Zelina Vega. Um, have you done that bit yet where Balrog and E Honda fight over the cliff? I will have mentioned. I, I think I described um, Hager and Wardlow as uh, as Balrog and Honda. No, that was Zangief. Sorry, Zangief and Honda. No, you're talking about the Street Fighter Two animated movie. I've not so seen the animated one. No, oh. we're talking, no, we're talking about the Jean Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia live oh. action strip. Oh no, yes. Oh no, yes. Hence no, my do... Timmy Jung Flower comment. Yeah. I, 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 gave oh, it, I hate you now, I gave Tom. It, thank you. That I gave a... it a polite like haha, but I thought yeah, that's my. That. I was like, I've, I was like, how do I not know this? I was like, I crap. No um, so no, we're talking about the live action one, Tom, and it's right. it turns out it's both mine and Matthew. It's my favorite bad movie. I imagine it's one of Matthew's many favorite bad movies, oh, but it's sorry. it's very good. Though. Oh, it's a piece. It is a masterpiece for all the wrong reasons. It's a disaster oh, so piece, good. if anything. So yeah. good. But the anime is the animated movie they did. Like mm. that that's good. Very good. No, I recommend Very that. But, uh, oh, is that yeah, actually Balro- good? Oh, no, no, it's like legit good. But then oh. Bal- Balrog and E. Honda falling off a cliff and like, Aah! and then like, he's like, I'm fine. I landed on him. <laughs> In the live action movie, E. Honda and Zangief fight over a model city while Godzilla noises play in the over the top for no reason <laughs> in slow motion and knocking over little buildings. And yeah, it's good. In a visual pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, it comes out to Car- the, the theme from Carmen um, and Street Fighter, the movie, uh, it, when Vega appears in the animated one, KMFDM's playing. Oh. So Trini has to fight Vega, like Ultra is playing, and it's R. And we were again talking about Street Fighter, the movie. Yeah, yeah, something, something, <laughs> Selena Vega. Selena Vega's yeah. back, what a shame, but you got to make money. Oh, you Vega. know what, last thing, Selena Vega, that's just a name in America. In Japan, she's Selena Balrog. <laughs> Oh, God. Was that your own? Was that your own? That was clever. No, that was clever. It was clever. It was clever. clever. Matthew, explain that joke. No. Uh, Otis. I I think I get it. Sorry, go on, go on. Otis easily beats Angelo. Stop laughing, Tom. It's not that. Otis easily beats Angelo Dawkins. Yes, he did. That was it. That's all I could think of to say because. Oh, it's just beat Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> Playing simple like this bloody podcast. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> I'm thinking about that joke you made on the, on the classic Smackdown review where you said the reason oh, that no. Stampede Wrestling is called Stampede Wrestling is because that's the noise the kids make when they come down for lunch. Because oh. it's like 12 of the kids. Brad, Owen, Bruce. No, no, I got it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe, I, maybe I had to be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said it. Sorry, everybody. Um, that was SmackDown. Uh, all cuts and glory. The July 5th, 2021 edition of Monday Night Raw, are about to talk about, drew currently the lowest viewership in show history. Uh, the show averaged 1.472 million viewers. So Adam Bomb mm. was a bigger draw. 
Think on that. Yeah, the show Adam Bombed. The Miz opens Raw with Miz TV segment featuring winning the bank qualifiers Morrison, Drew, Ricochet and Riddle. AJ Styles interrupts with Omos, who pushes Riddle off a ladder to start a brawl. Riddle's on top of the ladder going, isn't this what we do? We thought we all climbed up ladders at the start. And I'm like, okay. He also says, whoa, I'm so high. They finally just dropped that joke and, in. And, and Drew yeah. is here in the corner, like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, what? Oh, oh God. Oh, my, oh, not, oh. It's not Drew. It's not Drew's fault. Drew, the wrestler, is fantastic. Drew, the character written by WWE, in my opinion, is, oh, it's nosedive, man. I really don't want so him to. So sad. It's so bad, isn't it? He doesn't. He deserves I'm, far better. Whoa, dude, I'm on a ladder. Oh, 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 oh. What the God? I know, man. I know. What 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 a what a, an embarrassment for this company to have like all those names that you've mentioned there in this opening segment and this show is the lowest drawing in in history. <laughs> I know. Like how emba- how embarrassing is that? How Tony, awful Tony is Khan, that? Tony Khan reading the ratings. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, but is, anyway, sorry the the brawl happens right, and then uh, uh, this might just be my own bad recapping but somehow that leads to I thought it was going to lead to like the standard like six man tag with three heels and three face but instead it leads to Ricochet versus um, is it Morrison Morrison. again? Yeah I don't understand how they got from that big brawl to just these two it was very don't worry about it it's probably the bank season yeah they they always tread water during these segments Ricochet versus Morrison Miz causes Ricochet to be counted out by willing himself in the way but it also was... Ricochet does yet another crazy move to the outside and gets counted out. Three times in the space of a month that's happened. Ricochet, here's a high spot you could try. Winning a match. <laughs> it was um <laughs> This count out spot was less cool than last week's count out spot, sadly. Last week's count out spot looked this one was Miz going, no no no, and Ricochet going, ah, what gives? Fly over him. You're ricochet. Do you remember... Do you remember... Okay. This is a risk. It's always a risk mentioning a British wrestler, but I think he's all right. Um, do you remember Sizem? Justin Sizem? Justin the Hammer Sizem, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the superhero uh-huh. from World of Sport. and that. Belter of a match against Keith Lee. Nice. In 2018. In Darlow. Who yeah, commented that Burra. match, Tom? It was in Borough. Oh, bollocks. It was in Borough. In Teesside. Who commented um, that match, Tom? <clears throat> This guy. <laughs> I was um, at, at WCPW. We he was. We never. I don't think we ever booked him when I was there, at least. But uh, one of our backstage. She's a wrestler as well, slash manager. Like she does. She's a wrestling every woman. Uh, you know Jen, Jenny, mm-hmm. red curly hair. You know she's fantastic. She just makes herself very useful. Number she's Jen, brilliant. Jenny Cooper. She's, not Jenny. Yeah, Cooper. she's no, not oh, Jen, I'm Jen. Thinking. Jen. Jen, Jen Louise. I know. Not no, Jen not Louise. Jen Louise. Not Jen Louise. Lumber Jen. Uh, she yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Chuck Jen. Wood for a while. Yes. Yes, 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 oh, yes. she's flipping. She out. was. She's like just great. It. Everything. Any way that if you need anything done at a wrestling show, like can you just do this or can you do that or can you mm. go and be a manager or can you wrestle? She can do. She can do everything. Right. Mm. She's. She's the female HT Drake when it comes to running a wrestling show. She's, God. Um, what a very local anyway. reference. But mm. she was she was saying something like, um, "Oh, have you seen Sizem can like jump from the ramp through the middle rope and do a spear?" And I was like, "No, he can't. That's not true." And then people got they were like, all the other crew were like, "Yeah, yeah, he can." Mm. And then they got a video and showed me, and I was like, "What the hell?" And the only other person I could think of who could maybe do that is Ricochet, but 
But when Sai's was doing it, because he's like 200 odd pounds, he's like, bang, and it looks really mm. good. But I'm like, how can wrestlers be so... Sorry, I don't know where this story was going. <laughs> it's just more you remember someone oh, like Ricochet, who is, who's got all this... this... It, just turned, it just turned into me really praising Jen from, from back in WCW. Yeah. Jen, Jen, great. <laughs> oh, that, that, that was lovely. I wonder where this story's going, how Jackson would tie it together. And it just, it Him just and Ricochet didn't... are both athletic, is what I was... There you go. <laughs> like a Ricochet match, saw really high and they just ended. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it's like, great, cool. We were supposed to like you, Mr. Countdown. Mr. Doing the RVD, Mr. Countout, Rick. Oh, I think this would be a countout before the match starts. Uh, almost a superhero. Nikki Cross teams with Naomi, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss to take on Eva Marie, Dewdrop, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler, and all all the wonder of the women's tag team division in this match. Women's we had it all. Hypnotism. Almost a superhero. Dewdrop being a stupid name, but her changing her name on Twitter to Dewdrop, so she's officially Dewdrop, even though the storyline doesn't say that. Eve Marie being Eve, actually Eve Marie not wanting the tag or do stuff is actually entertaining to me. But uh, Shayna Baszler looking dumb, she shouldn't. Uh, it was all here. It was all for the taking. What did you think, Jack? Well, women's booking's really gone very much downhill um, since Becky Lynch left on maternity leave. Really. Um, and Ronda Rousey left. Uh, I, this was this. If this match had happened in like you know the dark days of like the divas and everything, and the, when women's wrestling wasn't respected in WWE at all, you wouldn't have batted an eyelid. It's four women, not all of whom have anything to do with each other in storyline. Really, um, get a couple of minutes each, do something wacky or stupid, and then the match ends with arguably the one who who deserves the win getting pinned by Nia Jax. So. Yeah, no. I, no, I hated it, Matthew, to answer your question. I hated it. And Ash is not an acronym of almost a superhero. Uh, that annoys me as well. Almost you know, superhero. Almost a superhero. If they, if they be, drop the A, almost superhero. That would be us. The, where does the H yeah. come from? Where does hero. Super, super hero. Oh, well. Super okay. hyphen hero. I mean, they are pushing superhero. it. Superhero. Uh, it's 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 still oh, very bad. it's it's bad. still very half-hearted and half-witted to go yes. Nikki Ash. It's it's almost like they don't want to call her Cross just in case somebody else called Cross comes mm. to that show. I can hear yeah, Andrew like, in my looks... head when you say that. I'm just doing it in my head. He's carrying Cross. He's Cross. He's carrying Cross. He's Cross. That just needs to be his thing. We need to, we need to find a way of getting carrying Cross to do that. I think once he does that, the joke reaches its full conclusion. If we can get Cross to in his first promo on Raw to go, "I'm Cross, I'm carrying Cross," <laughs> and then repeat it, the joke Sorry, reaches think, its full conclusion. I think Gargano will probably do it next week on NXT, judging by the segments he's doing. So how much he's laughing at him? Yeah, yeah. You're really naff and poo, and then carrying Cross is like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> Crowd booing, going, "Yeah, you are." <laughs> anyway, if, any, if anybody's at the CWC next week and wants to start a I'm Cross, oh. I'm carrying Cross, I'm Cross, I'm carrying Cross chant, that'd be a little, amazing. A little dance as you're doing it. I'm Cross. Yeah. I'm carrying, I'm carrying Cross. cross. I'm carrying Cross. I'm on the radiator. Ow. Uh, Monsieur faces Mustafa Ali. Monsieur? Is he uh, French Monsieur. now? Monsieur. That's Monsieur. not how you say that, is it? Monsieur? Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Mustafa Ali sees a Monsieur. Monsieur. <laughs> I'm not Mansour. I've not lost a match. I am Mansour, his French cousin. <laughs> I'm two small boys in a coat trying to sneak into the... <laughs> uh, oh, no, that's already, uh, that's, that's, already been done. 
That's already been done in wrestling, hasn't it, with adult men? Yes. What, what do you mean? He is an adult. Yeah, no, course, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, it hasn't been. What are you no, it hasn't been done. He's a plated adult. Uh, Ali gets his foot tangled in the ropes, but it's all a ruse as he grows up uh, more so. ruse. <laughs> I can't not say it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all a ruse. It's all a it's ruse. All, it's all a ruse. It's all a ruse. <laughs> He's red. He's red. <laughs> Sacre bleu! Sacre bleu! I was. <laughs> oh, this is gonna. No, yeah, after, is... after Monster realizes he's been duped, he goes mad. <laughs> after... Don't say that. Sorry. When, when next time Mansur appears on Raw, and me and you both start going, oh, we oui, we, oui. Ross is gonna be like, what? What the hell? What's happened here? <laughs> I think we mean to say that, by the way. Monsieur! <laughs> Monsieur! <laughs> they live in Saudi Arabia. I don't know why. I'm part of Monsieur. Jim de Mahal Don't you forget about me. Oh. That pained me. Just... Here he comes. Oh, the new. De- Bonjour, Monsieur. Bonjour. Jim de Mahal. Not from France. Arabs on a motorbike. It says yeah, Ian what? Drew. No, that deserves more. That deserves more exploration. Oh, well, we'll get there. Jim don't worry. I'll Drew reach out. We'll talk about it. Okay, sorry. He and Drew used to be friends, but now Drew doesn't even have time to hang out with them. And I like this bit. We've got the bike in a minute, but Jinder was so good here. I said, "Do you want to hang out?" It took him two days to reply, and he didn't even say, "No, I'm too busy." Mm. He did number two busy. What's that about? <laughs> and I thought, okay, you know what? I can relate to Grumpy Jinder. And then later, Drew claims that his sword is made from the Loch Ness Monster's tooth. Mm. And he also brought up uh, Davy Crockett earlier. I guess he's run out of Scottish history to Wikipedia. So let's move on to Wild Frontiers. Drew wins the match via DQ when Veer and Shanky interfere, but Jinder steals his sword. <laughs> so it's not a sword and a motorbike. Christ. I love Jinder Mahal. So now we're going to get yeah. Happy McIntyre because he's la- he's lost a possession. <laughs> he's sad about it. <laughs> Him and Corbin are going to team up. Why is Jinder uh, on a motorbike though? Because he's did, biker Jinder now, I suppose. Did somebody read like? Yeah. Did somebody read the, the the notes for his character? At the top, it says you've gone and made a big mistake, and they go, "Ah, oh, he wants must be the Undertaker's new gimmick." Then that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm fully in favour of biker Jinder. I think it. I think it could be hilarious, and in a good way. I think it could be good. I, was it meant to be funny? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that was cool. I like, again, Jin, well, there's yeah. been so many stupid nerds on the show, just in case people are missing Ross. I do appreciate Jinder showing up on a motorbike going, I've had enough of all this. I've had enough of people not texting me back properly, taking two days to do it. And I've had enough of that idiot and his sword. I'm like, yeah, get him, Jinder. Get him. <laughs> yeah. Jinder, Jinder's going to get cheered, isn't he, at SummerSlam? I'm cheering him. If they do Jinder versus Drew at, at SummerSlam, which is apparently the conversation, Jinder's getting cheered, isn't he? I feel, be... I really feel for Drew, right? And and I think it's a bit different because he's one of he's uh you know he's a countryman, kind of. You know, it's the uh, yeah. If he wins, he's a countryman. Yeah, that's it. It's it. It's the uh, it's the Andy Murray effect. Yes. Um, Sorry, Scottish people. We don't make the rules. We don't make the rules, and it's just because we're pulling for him, and and he is a hundred percent a team player because like he's being given these scripts. He's going, yeah, I'll deliver it, and I'll and I'll own it. But it's he's a, it's still crap. <laughs> it's it is like crap. oh it is so mate, crap. like it's 
and it's gonna and it's and what's gonna happen is the crowd are gonna turn on him and it's gonna and you're gonna have that conversation where people above go oh, I don't know what it is they just don't like Drew anymore <laughs> yeah. oh these fans oh. are so fickle like Gareth Gareth Southgate mentions <laughs> how hard they're is throwing it? red paint on a wall and going we just don't know how this wall got so red how are they so afraid of letting without sounding too cliched or whatever, but letting badasses be bad. Drew's six and a half foot Scottish guy who kicked Noam Dar off a balcony. <laughs> like, I don't know how, like... How are you going to do that? They would have been wrestling. <laughs> he just took him off. Yeah, it's hey, like, something, like something from Trainspot. <laughs> uh, it's that no, thing, I think, where they have to control the situation. They have to control yeah. everything. And it's like... You know how you'll sometimes get people that will manage for the sake of being managers, where they'll tweak things because like they have to. And I feel like WWE is just over managing everybody. And, and yeah. this is this isn't a hot take. It's very obvious. The fact that you have a roster this good and it's the lowest performing RAW of all time. Like this is where they are over managing a roster. If they just let a lot of these people be. You'd have an amazing show on your hand. I think, the, the, for me, the, this, is, this is a random bit of conspiracy theory. I think that I don't think WWE wants anybody to get over a certain line. Because They're when the you star. do, yeah, because the then leave. they. Yeah, for then you films. Have, that's it. You have then The Rock, who at the height of his popularity started getting offers for movies and went. And you have people like that. And I almost like there's a reluctance for them to get that far over. Because then they go. And I think WWE, and it's, you know, this is, I think this is quite obvious. They don't want a star in the company. They want WWE to be the draw. The brand is the star, yeah. The brand yeah, is the star. Man. None of these people, they, all these people are interchangeable. But WWE <laughs> is the star. You want to see WWE on the marquee and go, I want to buy a ticket for that. Regardless of who's there. It's slightly different maybe in NXT, but certainly in, on the main roster, there's this whole, every time someone gets a push, the push isn't about them doing really well. It's about them rising through this challenging, rewarding environment. The WWE is like a character or it's like a setting where they've got to mm. prove themselves and it's, it's constantly the main thing. Yeah. Whereas the main thing, you're right, you're totally right, should be the, the characters, uh, not, mm. the, not the show that the characters are on. Yeah. Hey, how about so controlling the wrestlers? How about you control the ratings? Oh! Oh! But yeah, you're right. I think what people seem to forget, Drew McIntyre was building up steam because he's a big dude who was kicking people in the face and going, I'm going to win the title of WrestleMania. It's going to be mint because I've not won it before. And people like, yeah, that's, that's right. We, yeah, you're very likable, actually, when you're kicking people in the face. And that was it. Oh, I'm really good and I'm going to do this. And the Thunderdome era, they're like, hey, we're going to do talk talk to the CRT TVs out there. All right, cool. So instead, they're going, all right, Drew, be as stereotypically, stereotypically, whatever, um, Scottish as possible from an American's perspective. Now he's just become a parody of himself. Yeah. The Loch Ness Monster. That should well, never I, have come out of his mouth. I don't think... I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I feel like... When he, I grew up in North Kilt Town. You know, I, Jesus, I, shut up. I, I hope that people don't think that they're saying, go and be really Scottish, and then he's coming up with this stuff. Because to me, it seems very much like he's reading word for word. Like I hope. Oh, from. if it comes he's out... No, I write it all myself. I'm like, oh, God, true. Uh, I think he's being given all this. I feel yeah, like that because they because again he's a top star, so therefore he's getting the most focus that, we, that anybody else gets. Like we know Scottish people, right? <laughs> like Kenny and that. I know at least three. And, yeah, and if any, if we said to any of them, like, 
Hootsmon, who's the how's the Loch Ness monster? All of them yeah. would go, oh, for God's sake. Like, they'd all go, what are you doing? Apart from Jen, who'd pretend to be nice about it because she's too nice to, like, scorn anybody. But apart from her, they'd all go, like, get out. What are you doing? John Morrison's impression of Drew McIntyre from a few months ago is now less offensive than Drew McIntyre's <laughs> actual promos. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I'll take the high road. Oh, fuck. No, no. Be back to being cool. Please. Speaking of cool, the Lucha House Party beat Nace and T-Barn. It says here, oh, dear. Yeah, but but my heart is singing. Well, in terms of the booking, I'm like, oh, what? But but in terms of my own personal... Lince Dorado, it's coming home, Lince. <laughs> Grand Matalik. <laughs> Lince, uh, you're the one. You're yeah. still turning on. Wrestling's coming, coming home, home again. again. <laughs> Lucha, Lucha home party. Lucha's coming home. It's coming Grand home. Grand Metalik's all right as well, but I'm more in it for the Lince. <laughs> the shade no. on Metalik. He's fine. You're, you're all right. And you can have... Oh, sorry, Tom. But, um, yeah, the it was... Unexpected, but I liked it. Good. Mm. Doing something with the Lucha guys. Love Lucha. Look for the AAA big shows coming back. I'm worried about T-Bar and Mace, the lads. I'd be worried about them as well. Yeah. Don't call them retribution. They're much worse than that now. <laughs> they came in they came in on this retribution bus and then and then retribution ended. So it just feels like they're walking along the road trying to thumb a yeah. lift at this point. Like it's the end of it's the end of Dumb and Dumber. This is the yeah. end of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> with with T Bar and Mace just walking along the road. I'm very like and again, like they seem like they you can't miss big lads. Big lads, very talented big lads. Sure, I reckon probably making more money in wrestling than they've ever made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Dijakovic is making more money doing this T-Bar thing than he made, like, doing indie stuff, I'm sure. Having five-star match, yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, is it as creatively satisfying? I'll let you answer that, but he's <laughs> making more money. Mm. Mm. I hope so. I do hope so. Mm. Damien Priest checks on Riddle in his injured foot backstage. Hey, remember Damien Priest? Uh, Riddle has a match with AJ Styles, which he wins after Viking Raiders call to destruction. So this is just building up to... It's going to be AJ and Omos against the Viking lads, isn't it? Which I'm yes. quite interested... That's a, To be fair, that's a match that I'm quite interested in. Yeah, likewise. But I don't understand the Priest-Riddle thing. Is Priest just kind of filling in for Orton while he's off? Yeah. Okay. Why? That's all Damien does. He's, he knows someone famous. It was Bad Bunny, um, now it's Randy Orton. Okay. Just because oh. of reasons. Just because... Priest is a warm body that's there with nothing going on. Let's just pop he, him in there. He deserves yeah. a bit. Deserves a little bit uh, more. They, do you know what they? They all deserve better. Well, <laughs> Every, yeah. Everyone on this show deserves better. No, Tom, I've got the notes from um, Ryan Satan. He says they went uh, get that dude who we only use when the famous dudes around, and then Vince went. Well, we already got rid of Mojo Raleigh. So, my fault. It's true. Hey. Uh, Charlotte Flair comes out on a crutch. After Rhea Ripley attacked her leg last week, she says that the injury might cause her to miss money in the bank. Ripley comes out with a crutch of her own and they have a little crutch battle. Charlotte runs away and her leg seems fine. Uh, I actually liked Rhea Ripley's overacting here. Um, <coughs> okay. Not a lot of people seem to, but it's trying to figure out the people who follow and obsess over women's wrestling on Twitter is like playing Minesweeper. So mm. I like this because... Ripley, her character is, I'm going to do what Charlotte does before Charlotte has a chance to do it to me. And it's not really worked that well in other bits, like when she hit her first and attacked her at the pay-per-view, super show, whatever. It didn't really work. 
This segment worked for me, though. Okay. This is like, oh, she is a face. Yeah, it was slightly less murky than it has been. It was. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it getting somewhere near to being on the rails again. Yeah. But I do still, with as with every, like, wrestler I'm a fan of who gets a push and then comes up against Charlotte, I do fear for her. I, I'm nervous. The idea of Charlotte not making money in the bank. Hey, great. That's another month for Rhea Ripley as women's champion. I'm very nervous. <laughs> yeah. I'm She's very coming. nervous. She's inevitable. She's ine- she yeah. is the Thanos of the women's like division. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte, look at that women's title. And she's not thinking, it's coming home. It's coming. <laughs> She's going. It never left. Our <laughs> truth is set to team up with Jackson Riker against Elias and Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Truth gets distracted by the twenty-four champ Akira Dozawa and chases him away, making a handicap match. Riker wins easily after Elias leaves Cedric alone, not wanting any part of his former bodyguard. Hey, yep. these lads. These lads. Are you, are you top baby face? As I am. Sympathetic these... baby face Jackson Ryker. <laughs> I am lads. hyped for when they have the crowds in. Oh, yes. Can you imagine Jackson Ryker with the American flag and probably <laughs> some, some jeans or something and then crowd, no, no, oh no, you don't. Oh, We've seen your tweets. where you are. If you're in Terry Funk country, if you're in Corpus Christi, Born in the. No, I don't know. Um, don't pay attention to the lyrics. No, born in the USA. I think, yeah, I think everywhere they go, I think he's going to get booed. I really Fair do. Enough. And Fair I enough. think they'll have a, they'll have a camera cup to Vince McMahon doing the Pikachu gif of just like what? <laughs> I don't but, understand. But he whipped but that crate like with his belt. Like, <laughs> what do you want? But he's a big lad. Why don't people like him? Uh, Elias. If they have him versus Elias, Elias is going to get you through. The, oh the yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Elias is very likable. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, funny. I feel bad for Elias and I feel bad for Cedric. Not long ago, he was in the Hurt Business and, mm. you know, they were cool. And now he's lost... If, apparently the feud with Jeff Hardy might is over now, I don't know. And now he's... Well, he's... I wouldn't call it over. Well, now he's... <laughs> now, now he's just a step above, you know, the 24-7 shenanigans. So that's it. That, that, that's when you need to worry. If you get that low, oh, 24-7, Matt. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well... Kofi and Xavier take on MVP and Lashley in the main event, which the New Day win after Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise on MVP. I read on 411 Mania. I think it was... Wait, did I say Lashley wasn't in the main event? It wasn't on Raw. I did, didn't I? Oh, yeah, he was. He was at the very end. Yes. You tell I only skipped this bit. I was talking complete rubbish. I'm very sorry. Big shout to the person in the comments that corrected Matthew, only to now suddenly be writing an edit underneath the comments. Oh, you got me. (laughs) Lol, they really... (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I read it. Th- whoever reviewed it for One Mania made a good point. Said it was like a like a house show main event because it was kind of just feel good, and you know the the manager got the one who was beaten up, and you know it was all the good guys won. But uh, again, it felt a little bit not as much like filler as SmackDown did. It just felt like a little step in the road, as opposed to Money in the Bank. I want Kofi to win, but I don't. I mean, I don't think he is going to win. No. I don't think so. This is all just they're, they're just sort of going through the motions to get out of the Thunderdome like this like they're not yeah. starting anything they're literally just having this holding pattern until they get back in front of crowds and, and, and I think we'll what? see and I'm hoping we'll see a dramatic improvement in the quality of Raw when that happens I can only hope that they're literally <laughs> I know we all shake our heads but Tom, I bless I am, you and your internal optimism because wrestling needs to be good because that's why we love it like I I, I hate the thought oh, that Matthew Raw loves is, wrestling because it's bad. 
See, I have always loved wrestling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously for Matthew, that's dollar yeah. signs. But like, like I, we, we rag on Raw all the time and, you know, you get people online go, oh, anti-WWE. No, no, I want it to be, I desperately want it to be good because yeah. it, was, it, was, it was watching Raw that got me into wrestling that made me a passionate wrestling fan. I hate the fact that it's crap every week. Yes. I hate it. I want uh, it to be good. I would but forgive Tom, them. if only there was another show on the same big company that <laughs> catered to people like yourself. I want what? What people who, who want good it? wrestling? I want That's all right. wrestling to be good. No, no deal. I'll <laughs> fine. I'm removing the deal from the table, Tom. You may have one or possibly two, depending on how good SmackDown is that week and if Roman Reigns makes an appearance. So you, Tom, and everybody else watching this will have to just settle for NXT Great American Bash. There you go. There you go. Which started with MSK retaining the tag titles against Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Stealing one after a small package. No, I love it. I was about to ask, oh, right? Because I, I wondered whether this was because obviously you wouldn't have enjoyed the result because I think you would have won a champion and Thatcher to win. But did you enjoy the way that MSK? Yes, right. Go on. Yeah, go on. Yeah, MSK coming out there going, hey, high flying and flips. Crowd, boo. The age of the twink is over. Long live the daddies. <laughs> um, just these big ripped lads chopping the hell out of these dudes doing like nice throwbacks I don't want to say throwbacks to the DIY but kind of when they get them and like okay I'll take this guy in the middle of the ring and I'll block the other dude from coming in stuff like that rather than just yeah. flips and stuff it, it was such a contrast in styles very happy to see uh, Thatcher and Champa teaming up and getting such a lovely response from the crowd MSK did their thing and the finish being a small okay I'm going to take them not winning but a small package. Thatcher knows 10,000 ways to counter a small package. <laughs> if this means we get a stunning rematch, maybe I in think the fight we are. bit. I think we are getting one. But there are no one. small packages allowed or something. Uh, <laughs> we'll but what did you non-biased people think? Let's start with Jack. Oh, I, re- I really enjoyed it as well. I like how they're leading into the MSK not being that popular with the crowd thing and making them just a little bit sneaky. And I think that's good. I think that's cool. Um... And Champer and Thatcher, I've never actually been that big a fan of them because I prefer them both in singles matches more. But that doesn't mean I can't enjoy this little tag run they're on. Um, even if it does lead to them winning the tag belts, I wouldn't necessarily be against that. So, yeah, I thought it was great. What do you uh, think, Tom? I think they're, they are they are a gorgeous tag team, Champer and Thatcher. They had no, I can't remember if they had it before, so forgive me for forgetting this gets wrong. They have matching gear now, like new matching gear, like a little Ooh. Americana-esque matching gear, which is always a nice sign for a, a for a, for a tag team like that. I think that it was a it, it could have been a, a Styles clash, but I think they they worked it beautifully. And yeah, that little that little build to MSK full fat heel turn, I'm a big fan of, like it a lot. And uh, just I, I I'd like a reign for Thatcher and Champer at some point. I think they're very worthy of it, and a re- and a and a nice full bodied rematch. Maybe as you say in the fight pit. I reckon they might avoid the fight pit. I might think they might do a rematch where they go, "Hey, you beat me with a cheeky roll up. That shouldn't be enough. But let's do two out of three falls." Mm. I think a two out of three falls match is in keeping with that style. I think. But yeah, lo- lovely tag match to open Great yeah. American Bash. Lovely stuff. Daddy or chops. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with sleep number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. William Regal and Samoa Joe bring out... Who's that wrestler? What's, what's he say, Tom? He's He's carrying cross, he's cross, he's carrying cross, he's cross, he's carrying cross, he's cross, he's cross about being on main event without Scarlet. Yeah. That was his uh, non union Mexican equivalent. Yes. <laughs> she wasn't here either, was she, though? No, I have a feeling they're phasing that out. I feel like they're kind of making Cross more this. They're kind of twisting Cross's character, so it's more in keeping with what they want for him on Raw. So it's well, less that makes, jarring. That makes me cross because I don't makes want my I don't want my NXT tainted by the whims of the main Raw. Not that it wouldn't. Have, no, I'm speaking like mm. that doesn't happen all yeah. the time. But constantly, you know. yes. <clears throat> but it's, yeah, it was. It's so weird because they. Okay, I'll do the rest. Regal announces a title match for next week with Joe as the guest referee. Cross says that when he wakes up, he thinks about three things. Mm. Keeping the NXT title, mm-hmm. main eventing WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and winning the WWE title. Hang when on. Gagano, <laughs> yeah, it's when Gagano blatant. wakes up, he puts on a pair of his wife's jeans. Gagano <laughs> says Cross couldn't lace his wife's boots and just separate them. I don't know what happened here. It's so strange watching this as a viewer going, wow, look at Jack's legs, and seeing what they're doing with this. <laughs> They had everybody on the roster in the main event scene that wasn't Cross come out and go, Cross is crap, with a K, and he needs that special entrance music, he needs Scarlet, because actually he sucks. And then, in real life, they got rid of Scarlet and the production, and they're pointing out he sucks, because he doesn't do Canadian Destroyers. And the crowd's going, yeah, you're right, boo. I don't get that. Don't understand that at all. For the love of God, don't tell me Gagano's supposed to be face. Gargano is supposed to be the face, oh, but it's really weird, Matthew, because he's a he's a heel who thinks he's a face, but now I kind of he actually like is a face. I kind of feel like it's a double heel match that we're doing. Okay, okay, I'm I feel that's Joe. what we're doing. But it's, it's ref. but it's so funny how it's kind of the anti Heyman initiative, like in ECW, where it was accentuate the positives and hide the negatives. The whole idea that if somebody isn't up to par in the ring, but has lots of other faculties about them that, that make them marketable, then let's emphasize those. Whereas WWE sometimes has this thing where they go, oh, let's accentuate the negatives. Mm. So so like we can we can build them from the ground up again apparently so and like and yeah because carrying cross isn't a, a technical marvel but then some of the best characters in wrestling weren't so why does it matter why why is it you go ha ah, without that entrance he's not cool so take away the cool entrance yeah see oh great now i'm having less fun thanks yeah, yeah but that showed you you know it's the sort of person that will go to a party and explain all the ingredients and the and the additives in the punch like just, just, just in, let us have nice things. Uh, Tom, I, throwing back to SmackDown, it's a lot like the Triple H bits that we'll get on later on. We're having a bit now where Triple H has to make himself look really smart. Mm. Not by outsmarting somebody, but having his opponent be really dumb. Yeah. Ha ha, Karrion Cross, you suck and you have no entrance music. And he comes out, see? Like, oh, great. Th- yeah, thanks. Yeah, okay, great. Go on, Jack. I also think that um, with Cross, 
he's not even like it's not like he's the great Carly. Do you know what I mean? No. Like he's actually he's actually good. Like he's actually very good. So I don't understand why they've picked him. Is it because he's not you know like quite short and very indie style? I guess it's that's not why. like the rest of the roster, right? Well, that's what right. I mean. Is that because he's different? Because in any other context, they'd all be scared of him. He'd be like this killer, and they're like, "What? Whoa!" But do you know who, do you know like, who was all entrance? Do you know who's all entrance? All killer, no filler. Goldberg, the Undertaker in his early career. Oh right, the Gold, early Gold, years Gold. of the Undertaker. I was say the all engine. Imagine, imagine like Hulk Hogan going. The thing is about this Undertaker brother. Yeah, oh, spooky <laughs> entrance. He's just Mark Calloway, and then Mark Calloway comes out and has a subpar match. See, I told you. If he wasn't dead, brother, you wouldn't be cheering. Yeah. <laughs> just infuriating. Infuriating. Yeah. It weird. Uh, not as weird as seeing me on the main event, but up there. LA Knight beats a brave Cameron Grimes to keep a hold of the Million Dollar Championship. Grimes was now also be Knight's butler. What were we saying last week about did someone bet? I bet my... It was like my finger or something. I said I'd cut off a finger if if Cameron Grimes won this match. That was it. But there were some hairy, scary moments for me. I was like, oh no, my finger. But it was okay. Um, fun match as well. When he, like, oh, really fun! I love he, LA Knight. Like, there's such yeah. a wonderful and 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 I'm gonna say it again. There's a rock esque energy about him. The count well, out bit where Ross has Ross has just been referring to him as the Rock on this podcast. Yeah, he just calls him the Rock. Him. Yeah, but no, the count where you say the count out bit. And he was on the top rope and like just kind of he had this and and then as Grimes got back into the ring. LA Knight shoots him a look over his shoulder, eyes bugging out. That you tell me that wasn't like rock esque. It really, and then he gets gets out, gets down, finishes him off, and then just is 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 elated in a very angry way as at having a new butler. So here come the skits. I'm excited for them because it's the NXT writers making them, and not the Raw writers. <laughs> the wrestlers probably have some input, therefore, mm. so it might be quite. It might actually be quite good. It um, might be quite fun. Yeah, I um I I was fearing for my finger when he did when he beat the count and I thought he's going to roll him up he's going to something's <laughs> going to happen but thankfully it was all all okay. That I really fine. like I'm liking where this is going. I think when Grimes finally gets that big win it's going to be mm. fantastic. I can't wait for him to be million dollar champion and just yeah. drag it around everywhere and just mystery it. <laughs> leave it, leave it in strip clubs and stuff like that. I'm really up for Grimes as million oh, dollar like, champion. Like Chris Jericho is <laughs> exactly like Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai win the women's tag titles from the way after Tegan Knox battery is fully charged. Uh, Return mm. to shock, Candice. She chases her away as the new champs celebrate in the ring while Dexter Loomis helps Indy to the back. What a nice man. <laughs> Tegan Knox, I lovely to see Tegan Knox back, but yeah. I'm always very nervous. Like, she's back at 100% says Beth Phoenix. As Tegan Knox stands on the apron with a knee brace, leave her alone. I know, I know, I know, and, I, and I'm saying cause I know I love her. I absolutely love the bones off her, and I think she's going to be a star. I'm just gutted that we've had so many, so many bad injuries, both ACLs going, and I know, man. and yeah. and like when she and little, and I'm I'm just now at that point where I'm just so nervous, like watching her get into the ring to fight with Candice LeRae. I was just a bit. Please be okay. Please. Be it okay. was when she uh, for me. It was when she she slid out of the ring and she did like a slide, and I was like, oh! But you yeah. just kind of. I think you just have to kind of remember. You know, they wouldn't have let her do it if she wasn't fully recovered. Or exactly, you know. exactly. But it is. It is scary. 
Because we want her to be great. We want her to be great because I think there's so oh, yeah. much potential in Tegan Knox. That yeah. I mean, once they, because the fact that she did a dark match on Raw might have just been a case of just kind of just just give her a little run out before NXT. I reckon they'll move her up pretty quick. I think now oh, they'll, no. they'll yeah they want to run Raw. I think don't want it to move up because that's where the women's wrestling there is really bad at the minute. Mm. Oh dear, that's what they'll do. Then she'll be telling Welsh mythology with Drew, and yeah. <laughs> she'll be getting all the wrestlers to say "clamp of giggle Hello, I can't do a Welsh accent. Very hello. Well. hello, 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 yeah. Bloody Tegan Knox, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and being up like great moments in Welsh history. Well, I'm going to flood you like the English flooded one of my towns. <laughs> oh my word! I, I will know, team I up. Know what much I will team sorry. up with you. Ah, oh, Monsieur! Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will team up with you. We will together. We will. We will. We will brick up the Channel Tunnel. It's not going to help the Welsh much. Yeah, it's they, fine. Okay. It's all right. Is this going to help us get team. a title shot? No. <laughs> John, can you do Mansour oh, as a Frenchman? <laughs> well done to John, by the way, for joining yes. the gym. And, yes, John Eiley, back in the gym. Got a boy. Yeah. Photoshop John Eiley. Yeah, I've got a few replies. No, I can't Photoshop it. I'm too busy working out. <laughs> hench. Yeah. John Eiley, when he is hench, he's... He's he's getting he's gonna get that ROH contract, John. I I stopped oh, going. I stopped going. I've fallen off. I've done the opposite of Tom and John, because <laughs> my gym is being um, at the start of August is being tra- changed into like downsized into just a one floor all women's gym, so I can't go anymore. And uh, I thought, well, that's fine. I can go for another month and just squeeze in and then join another gym. But actually, knowing that it's knowing that it's closing for me has made motivation actually very hard. Motivation's a weird thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know that it's going away, so I'm like, oh, what's the point? Is there not, and there's, and that's, the, that's the closest gym to you? Um, yeah, because I live in quite a student area, so they're all like student right. gyms and stuff. But um, I will be, I'll be able to find one. It's just a case of, you know, bothering to do it. But, yeah. The one thing I always told was, like, a, a crap workout is better than not doing a workout. Because I've had some really uh, crap runs doing this couch to 5K. I've had some abysmal, like, horrible, sweaty, slow, ugly runs. And I thought, well, it's still better than not doing one, I guess. Fair enough, fair enough. Exactly. You're, you're still lapping the mind on the couch. I saw it in a gym wall one time. It stuck with us. Uh, <laughs> probably after a crap workout. Uh, hit row, spit some bars. Which mm. bar is the... Uh, to celebrate Isaiah Swerve's got North American title win. Uh, they sounded very cool to me. This is cool. I, I like it, right? <laughs> I know whatever way I try to describe it, I'll just be white as possible. So yeah, you sounded like someone's like, nothing I can going, do here. Oh, it was very hip, wasn't it? Mmm, <laughs> jazz. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, clearly it's something they wanted to do and NXT let them and it, it came across. Like, if you're a fan of hit row, you're going to be like, yes, this was mm. great. Uh, some of them were better rappers than others, but that's fine. Like, Swerve Scott actually was rapping. I was like, wow. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, why did you like what did you like about it so much, Tom? I just like the energy of them. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I can't say yeah. I'm down with the kids in that sense, but it's it's that faction has a really cool energy about them, and yeah. it feels like <clears> something <throat> that stands out on the show for all the right reasons. 
I think as a, I think the idea of uh, Swerve as the North American champion being surrounded by this entourage that are going to protect it at all costs. I think whilst we're not having no, the Bronson Reed reign ended far too soon. But if this is where we're going, if Bronson Reed has other plans, as it seems like he might, uh, this is great. I like and and it's and it's Swerve getting an opportunity, and Swerve has been great for so yeah. long. And and this this is this this is the rhythm that we needed for Swerve. I think that otherwise he kind of ran the risk for a while of just becoming a and other character on NXT. And once the hit roster started to form, I was like, yeah, this feels good. And then he became the champion and ah, it's cool. It's cool. I think he's one of those guys who, when you put him in it, when you actually give him a title reign or a featured like feud, he's one of those guys who always steps up and delivers Like he's done it in evolve and he's done it in Lucha underground. And he just, when he's given the spotlight, he actually really thrives under it. So give him it more. Do, and, they're, and they're doing it. So that's good. That's it. That's it. I'm yeah. up for it. Yeah. I might not have the words to describe how good it was, but like a blind man reading, I was feeling it. <laughs> oh, and then Adam Cole gets revenge on Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, good. Don't want to In Matthew's like... favourite match type. Yeah. The 25-minute <laughs> Cole special, beating him to even the series and hopefully set up a tiebreaker match. This is one I just skipped through, and every time I skipped oh. ahead, uh, he was doing a, a Canadian Destroyer. No, it's not true. Um, <laughs> he does like that move. Does Sorry, the Panama Sunrise. So instead of talking about that, I'll just bring up the fact of something I've just learned now. Someone just notified me. Today is the anniversary of Sky News, the breaking Sky News Twitter account, saying footballer Paul Gascoigne has arrived at scene saying he's a friend of Raul Mo. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man. Oh God, what a time for this region that was. Yes, that was 2010. <sighs> Gaza, years ago. Gaza was at Wembley celebrating the England win. It's good to see that he's, you know, on the right, you know. Doing yeah, nice yeah. To, it was nice to see him there. Yeah. You'd love to see it. He at Wembley, you mean, David not Beckham. With, it's me. Um, but no, uh, what were we talking about? Carrie, uh, Carrie Cross, Carrie <laughs> Riley and Adam Cole. I agree. I know what Matthew means. Sometimes these matches are a bit tiresome. Sometimes I enjoy them. This one was good, but it wasn't like my favourite of these type of matches. I do have to admit. But you know. no, it, it fell quite short of their their match on, on the, at the takeover. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're obviously building to a third, a final show, a final final showdown with some wild stip. Presumably yeah. the takeover around SummerSlam, maybe. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? Just to obviously, this is probably on me as well. I'm not always in the mood to see that type of 25 No, no, I get it. Bang, 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 bang match that they put out on NXT. So just the same as not always in the mood for it for an A-Dub as well. So uh, feel free to like Cole and O'Reilly doing their thing and just go, Matthew, you're weird. That's fine. I beat you Resident can... Evil 8 on hardcore mode last night. I'm doing fine. I'm happy. You can like different things at different times. You don't have to like everything at the same time all the time. Sometimes you're not in the mood uh, for a burger and chips. Sometimes you want... uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Jack just kicked the table. What did you do? I I got pins and needles in one of my feet, so I like tried to straighten it out, and I kicked the table. Oh, man. Because you saw the camera go up, and then you just like the pause, and then Jack's face going... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I've interrupted your. No, it's fine. You I'm don't leaving. Have to like, you don't I'm have leaving to like the a same pause thing. so diddlers of cultaholic can cut that nicely and share <laughs> yeah, that. I'm leaving a nice pause so they can do that. Uh, yeah, you don't have to like everything all the time. All the same things all the time. It's fine. And and this, that's. 
Isn't it weird that your feet are the same length as your forearm? They're so far away, they look not. They don't look as long as your forearm, do they? But they are. Is it not because they're closer? For, yeah, exactly. It's like, because feet are so far away, it's like... No, I know this are is you, like the father. No, 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 no. I know this is like the father Ted bit where it's like now these cows are small, but those ones are far away. I know it's like yeah, that. Yeah. But That's no, a good point you just made, Jack, Tom, you know about not talk- liking things at the, the best times. But have you ever noticed your forearms are the same? Look out, <laughs> Jack! You know when we took a break just now, while while Matt went for a Jimmy Riddle, did you did you dip out and just have a little bifter no, and come back? No, no, Why no. are feet like so far no, away? It's just it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy ah! man. Feet oh. don't seem feet don't seem to be as feet aren't as long as your forearm, but they are though. Oh, it's crazy. They are. Oh. oh, it's crazy. It's Isn't crazy. that weird? Right? Hi, it's me, sober Jack. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll be filling in for the rest of the show. <laughs> I think NXT was quality. I gave it four point five stars. <clears throat> or mini jacks, as I call it, jumping jacks. I'm very late to the <clears throat> to the, the puppet Jack thing, but I realised the other day when I was doing a I was. Twitch oh no, Tom, there's nothing. There's nothing to it. There's no new oh, there ones. Is. Well, there was because oh, there is because I, I was I was Twitch streaming. I was on Twitch doing Badger Kazooie the other day, and I've been putting voices to everybody. I've decided that bottles uh, should be the uh, mole. The mole should be David Stott from Reeves and Mortimer. So Jonathan, I'm going, David Stott. Oh, no, 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 don't forget to collect all the jiggies in this level, and I will That's teach good. you a move. And like somebody that. said, "Why are you doing a Puppet Jack voice?" I was like, "Oh, oh no, Puppet Jack is David Stott. Puppet Jack is Donald and." It's our mum! She's not here, is she? She's not here, is she? (laughs) She escaped! I saw her Her eyes in the bush beeping out! (laughs) She had in the bushes, her eyes are beeping out! (laughs) I like the one where they do question of sport, but the questions are stuff like, Davy, do you have a car? And he's like, <laughs> and he goes like, yes, I have a big green racing car. And he's like, right. Davy, man, do it Sting, line, Sting <laughs> when you threw the message in a bottle, did you throw it under arm or over arm? <laughs> the best. Anyway, come oh, on. Anyway. To, welcome to This Is Your Life. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, my God. But yeah, that's David, man, get that pillar off your face. <laughs> it's my mum. <laughs> my name is she? David, and I remember you, John. No, everyone's gonna. <laughs> Who's John? No, he looks like dead. I've got to call a stop to the Donald and Davy Stott shenanigans. The David Stott. Don't call a stop to Donald and Davy Stott. Wheel of alienated, like almost most. Oh, what a shame! Mm. Oh, oh no. We must, we must refund all the money they paid for this podcast. Oh wait, it's free. <laughs> It don't matter. <laughs> this is why we need sober, Jack. <laughs> Come back, Jack. Look it's at the your fault for doing a bifter. You. Your fault for doing the doing the, the devil's weed while we all went for a Jimmy Riddle. <laughs> so A W. A W. Dynamite Road Rager. I'm still waiting for Puppet Matthew to show up, but it's just an arsehole. Um, <laughs> Dynamite Road Rager. Cody Rhodes opened the show, and God. Is it nice to hear the crowds being there for AE yeah. Dub? Very loud, very boisterous. So, of course, they're going to start with Cody Rhodes' match. Get all that heat. Uh, he wins a strap match against QT Marshall, despite some interference early on QT's trainees. Dustin was on hand to chase them away. And I forgot to oh, mention, so yes. and the lights flickered during... They did. Mm. I paid the leggy. And uh, <laughs> this was just a strap match. Every single strap match is the same. None of them will be ever good as Vega versus Austin from like six. But still, Vega. who cares? 
what's he what's he known as in Japan? <laughs> Puppet Faker. No, you're an idiot. Stop it. You ruined the podcast. So yeah, it just was. Yeah, take these boxes. Have the yeah. crowd get hot. Bing bang bong. Any thoughts there, Jack? Ah, uh, no, but that's fine because of what happened later on. So it's okay. I think that's, that's what we have much for. Tom? I liked the opening match. I liked... Uh, it, it, it was a good choice. I know people rag on Cody for kind of, you know... The way he the way he presents himself as a as a bigger character than he probably is, and a lot of people rag on him for that. But I thought this was the right match to get the ball rolling, and also like if if Cody's kind of running the show as well, get your match done, get back there, and crack on with your job. <laughs> yeah, that that really uh, successful QT Marshall feud. Well done. <laughs> Backstage, Sean Spears gloats about hitting Sammy with a chair until Sammy shows up. And hits him with a chair. Yeah, this is a weird bit. Just how, a little how bit. Do we know, really, how do we know weird. you're really Sammy Guevara? You, you could be a gloater. You could come <laughs> here. We always get the gloaters coming in. Gloating this, <laughs> gloating that. What's that from? Is that Monty Python? It's Blackadder the second. He's going to oh. see. He's accidentally killed the husband. So he's, yeah. like, he's asking questions about him of his wife. He says, no, let me see my husband. He's like, yes, but we have put a bag you on his head. You feed. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> and your arm grew back. You're all going back. What? You could be a clown. Yes. Um, Your deep, booming voice. Like this. No, even... Like this. Is that better? <laughs> My little pumpkin wonkin <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> More classic that's... BBC comedy references. Sorry, yeah, like yeah. two minutes. What do you want from us? All available on the BBC iPlayer. <laughs> but the Elizabethan era of Black Eye was the best one in my opinion. Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Yeah, Spears and uh, Guevara. Um, I don't quite. I don't quite like. I don't quite like Spears' chair thing anymore. I think he needs some because he just hits people with chairs, and sometimes that, sometimes that can be that can be bad, in wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Especially he, Sammy throwing a chair. Like, okay. ah, oh, let me do that in my heart, and he yeah. like bled everywhere. You're like, well, we're doing that again. Hey. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was safe. It was safe as it could be because you saw Spears. So you saw it coming a mile away, like you could tell. So that's all right. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Kenny Omega and Don Callis come out to talk about how Omega has beaten everyone and there are no more challenges left. Evil Uno interrupts and says he knows somebody who can beat Kenny. He goes, my friend Mafu, who I am a mate of. No, <laughs> my new friend Ross from Straight to Hell. That's right. Yes. Straight to Hell, where you're going, Omega. Not, not the podcast show we should be so lucky but actual hell because it is finally time for hangman page and omega to get it on uh kenny goes do you know what the capital of thailand is christian did this exact bit oh, mate it's, at school we did this this is yeah, not a, but, this is not a I bit know, that is like but but I like any remember, murphy stand up bro but i always remember christian doing this exact bit in impact so is this all right yeah it's probably fine yeah, on the, on the next episode, he's going to go, what type of cheap trainers are you wearing? And he's going to go, kick us. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> at least, All the classics. At least it was done in a very Kenny Omega way because Uno was like, why is this a ruse? Of course I know what. Then he just goes, oh, he just kicks him anyway. I'd like that little that little wrinkle mm. to it. You know? And Kenny seemed to be getting booed, which I'm thankful for because last time he showed pay-per-view, I guess they're like, yay, Omega. I'm like, no, no, 
Please do, boo do, him. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, but he's so excited. He couldn't be more annoying and stupid as a character. You're <laughs> supposed to boo him. Omega, yeah! Oh, shut up. But I love, this segment, I love this segment generally because it was so simple. Like, it was just pantomime, wasn't it? It was just Omega mm. and Carlos going, no one can beat me. There's nobody left. While the crowd are like, no! It was, no, it, there is somebody stupid. And like, sir, it's the fan who's going to run out during the Jericho sir. bit. Oh, no, no. Uh, sorry. But yeah, Hangman coming out here and the, re- the reaction, the stare down. Yes, finally. Yeah. The story has been beautifully told. Like, oh, there was your a, mic there was... sounds different there, Tom. Oh, does it? Yeah. You just, no, no, it's just because you're, you're, you're way closer to the mic. Oh, well, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Is that better? My hangmany wangany. My hangary wangany. That's some weird, sorry. The, um, the, the, there, was, there was the chap who on Twitter did the entire thread, kind of like a, a little bluffer's oh, guide yeah, for non-wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah. fans to the intricately woven story that is Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega and then the, the, the plots and twists and turns it's made. And, uh, and, and if it has been, I think because we're so used to wrestling being a bit a slapdash sometimes when it comes to presentation and booking like this. So if this all has been intricately booked this way, I'm very impressed. I'm very that- impressed. I think that it probably wasn't at the start, but then once they decided to make him a singles and they broke him up, and if it has, then totally fair play. But what I like about it is it's not too convoluted, you know what I mean? It's got mm. meaning and depth, and it's got a few, not so much twists and turns, but it's got developments like how he was their friend, then they kicked him out, then he turned on Omega, and it, it just all works so well, but it's yeah. easy to remember as well. So it's it's complicated enough to be good, but it's simple enough to be effective if that makes sense as well 100 mate yeah, 100%. yeah. thanks tom thanks Cheers, mate. Oh. jr has a sit-down interview with darby allen and ethan page and he is disturbed <laughs> by their I'm hatred i'm a little disgusted you guys that was carmen it's friday and you were the dead meat it's uh, Dublin. It's WWE Did you what hear him call him? He called Excalibur by his first name on this one. Oh, thanks, Mark. I was like, oh no. No, he's just talking. He's just talking stuff. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. You remembering all the right things, you Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Mick. Darby says Paige is jealous of his success, while Paige says he plucked Darby from obscurity and taught him lessons that brought him to AE Dub. JR says he has a bad feeling about their coffin match. <laughs> oh, but I, Darby says Darby says you shouldn't do Jim. I forgot to put that bit in, sorry. I think Jim in this sort of role, like mediator in interviews and talking heads, I think he's still got he's still got mileage i think he's still got gravitas i think he's still got the right energy if he if he ends up being moved away from commentary to do this then i'm really happy with that because i feel like he's comfortable and he can and he adds that like as i say again that gravitas to it i feel like he's more effective here and i liked him more here doing stuff like this than i do on commentary yeah and it's sad because it's jr it's so sad yeah but i mean when you've got taz who's one of the best commentators. He's so good. Like, Taz is just so good. And I know that he's also a character. He's also like, a manager. But I would en- I would really enjoy Excalibur play-by-play and then Taz and Shivani as the two guys. Like, I just, you know. It's a bit, I'm, and I understand that when you, ter- when you change the channel, if you're not too familiar with wrestling for the last 20 years and you hear Jim Ross's voice, 
you're more likely to stick around. I get why they've done it, because you're going to go, whoa, hang on, what's this? Mm, yeah, but how long are you going to do that for, is the question. That's Because I, I get why you do it. I get, you know, why you keep, <laughs> you know, you want to have something so when people turn on, they can hear a recognisable voice. But then you've got Tony Schiavone there, I'd argue. I know, I'm, I know Jim Ross is in a slightly different wheelhouse with that. But so how long do you have him on there for the sake of the people that are switching channels? Surely by yeah. now, like the people that are going to, you know, there's, there's an establishment of AEW that's, that's there. So maybe, maybe think about moving him into a role like this. You know, JR is a value, is an asset to AEW. I feel like his best commentary days aren't here. Mm. But I feel like he's still an asset to AEW. Yeah, fair enough. <coughs> it's easy, it's easy just fun. to go, oh, he said WWE, sack him. No, no, don't, because there's still a lot to get from having JR there. It's just when people go like, "I how dare you criticise Jim Ross? How dare, all he did was say the wrong company's name. I'm like, you're supposed to be able to criticise people like that. It's not the end of the world, but then when people get their backs up and go, Jim Ross has had 500 years experience calling wrestling, and you're like, we know that's the problem. Um, <laughs> that's confused me. Uh, MJF and Jericho. Have a face-to-face meeting in the ring, which is briefly interrupted by a fan hopping the barricade. Uh, thank God Jericho was there, who has a long history of punching fans in the face. So, <laughs> if anybody else, that might have been a horrible situation. Well done, Jericho, for defusing that. Uh, Jericho says he'll do... The fan ran in to say, hey, your match versus Rob Van Dam at 2002 King of the Ring was only three stars. So of course, Jericho had to punch him. Jericho says he'll do anything to have another match with MJF. Even have sex with MJF's mother again. 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 Okay. He didn't say again like Jericho says again. He just went, again. I was like, no, you're, Je- you're Christian. Say, say again. 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 MJF refuses to be provoked and says that in order to get another match with him, Jericho will have to win four bouts with stipulation opponents picked by MJF. They shake hands and Jericho lays MJF out with the Judas effect. So it's the Cody MJF feud again. Kind of, but with yeah. all matches and no lash, all matches, no lashes, as some forty one. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it'll be quite interesting. Uh, does that mean he's going to pick Pinnacle members, or I think he is going to pick Pinnacle oh. members? Okay, okay. I'd, I'd assume he has to fight his way through Pinnacle to get to MJF. It's like Spears in a chairs match and stuff like that, possibly mm. Wardlow in a cage match. match. A yes, might match. be the cage match again. Oh. Maybe FTR. But and he's going to win. He's going to win all of them, though. He's going to win. Sammy's going to beat him in the fourth match. Why Sammy? Because he's the best. But he's not the pinnacle man. Oh, I've misunderstood. I thought you meant Jericho would have to take on his own men. Oh, the inner circle. Which is the inner circle. Oh, oh God, I'm cool. really Oh, no, that oh, would be... Be, no, that would be cool as well. I cool thought that well. MGF was going to be a dick having wrestled his own dudes. He might do. He might. I mean, there you is that. They've, they've wrestled, they've brawled and had feuds for so long. I forgot which uh... one was which or which side. But then surely, <laughs> surely the, the logic would be the inner circle members would just go, I say, well, I'll lie down because I want you to get a piece of MJF. I'll lie down. Some of, the too, some of them oh, are yeah. too proud and or powerful proud. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> ah. This is why I don't book wrestling because mm. this makes sense. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Andrade El Idolo wins his first AW match, beating Matt Seidel. Man, there were a lot of uh, interesting opinions on this match online. Yeah. I think because it, it wasn't a barn burner, people were really, really critical about it. Like they're that expecting doesn't... Andrade to finally, never mind that Vicky Guerrero stuff, it lets him come out and do his stuff and it'd be fantastic. And it was just all right. He's going to have some great matches once he builds up to. 
He's not gonna, Andrade's not going to suddenly forget how to have an amazing match. Do you know what I mean? He, he's still Andrade, guys. Guys. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I'm a big fan of Andrade, so I'm quite... I got quite edgy. I was like, stop criticising my boy. But we'll <laughs> It is weird, though, when he's got Vicky still, and you thought, all right, he's got Vicky, and she gets, you know, more heat than a basement boiler. The crowd is still cheering him. So you go, all right, well... What what's the point of it then? It's always tricky, isn't it? Because whenever they bring someone in from WWE, they're going to get cheered at first, probably. Yeah. So I don't know. But like just maybe for being to, there, maybe just have him do some nasty, have him do some nasty stuff instead of just talking about how good he is. Because people just agree he's good. Have him. I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, I suck. <laughs> No. I'm overrated. <laughs> Boo, that's me- no. Maybe that was the point. Maybe that was why the match wasn't like a part of it. Oh hey, my God, I'm you're a- right. Oh. At- he's average. Boo. Average El Idolo make this way. No. <laughs> Have you seen that? El- Andrade El Middlin. <laughs> I've just realized, you know, the Sim- it's more, it applies more to Hangman than Andrade maybe, but you know the Simpson, the South Park episode where they run a wrestling show? The one with Jim Ross on. Yeah, and Vince and Vince comes, to, you know, and Vince comes to it, and he's like, "This is pretty good wrestling." Like you know, that. There's a bit where the joke is that wrestling is just drama. It's not actually action. It's just all drama. So they're mm. like, "Where is he hiding here in the forest?" And they're like, "It's all just a theater. It's all just a play. <laughs> There's barely any fighting." And one of the characters is giving like a monologue. I think he's called Wild Man, and he's like, "I just." I lost faith in myself. And then in the crowd, there's just one person slowly raising his side and just says, stop running, wild man. And I'm just like, that's so... like <laughs> when, you, when you were talking about Andrade not thinking he's good enough, it's more like Hangman. I can imagine Hangman like having the same response from someone. Stop running from yourself, Hangman. <laughs> it would just be so good. Arn Anderson I like heads, that. heads the ring for an interview with Tony Schiavone on a brand new episode of... Arn Anderson heads the ring with an interview with Tony Schiavone on a brand new episode of WCW Nitro. Uh, <laughs> let's go down and come back to reveal Alistair Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, a man I once wrestled in Dusseldorf, a.k.a. Malachi Black. <laughs> Thanks for coming up, Excalibur. Um, is that what yeah. you said? <laughs> no, you went, that is Tommy End. That is Tommy End. You must say, oh, fantastic. But it is actually Malachi Black. He's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, way, he was even more convoluted the way he said it. He said, that's Tommy End. I wrestled him in Dusseldorf. But that man standing in the ring is not Tommy, Tommy End. End. <laughs> you can imagine JR being like, oh, just keep it. Why are you Watch his this? name, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy, your name, kid. It's like Jim Ross trying to follow Dragon Ball Z. So wait, that's Freezer, yeah. But then that's yeah, it's just Freezer in a different form, right? But that's still Goku. He's got big yellow hair. Yeah, he's just Super Saiyan. Tom, oh, enough of this. No, Tom. Sorry, Sam uh, told me about when Jr. It's a story Sam likes to tell because it's a great one about how he had like a weird little production meeting with Jr. before he commented mm. on one of our shows because Sam's like the di- Sam was the live director and he was quite nervous. And JR's advice to him was <laughs> just push all the buttons, baby, <laughs> which I think's absolutely fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> just push all the buttons, baby. Just push all the buttons, baby. So, yeah. Malachi Black with a 30 day um, no compete. Well done, mate. And he kicked Cody. Mm. And on. I really like him. And on. And on. Oh, he should be standing there. Big pop wearing... as well when that light came up. Big pop. Yeah. Up. That was a meaty pop. Malachi Black, Malachi Black was wearing a black suit and Cody was wearing a light-coloured suit and it was like... Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, Jack. 
<laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander beat the Blade and the Bunny in a mixed tag match. So cute. Yeah, they did. So wholesome. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, that's just, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then MMA coach Dan Lambert is interviewed oh, in the crowd God, and grabs we, the mic. Oh, did you Matthew, see any Matthew, of his impact we, run? Well, we mentioned this by chance on the podcast like just a week or two ago. Do you remember? Did we? What, that yeah, moment? I was like, uh, maybe it was on something else. Maybe it was on something I was on on the on the channel. I believe it. And I, I mentioned, uh, but I, didn't, I couldn't remember his name. I was like, the American top team, the MMA guy in Impact. And it was either you, Matthew, or whoever I was on with was like, oh, Dan Lambert. And I was like, yes. And it was yeah. only literally like a week or two ago. And now right. I couldn't believe it when he turned up. With with two massive UFC names as well, by the way, mm. like George Myers Vidal and Amanda Nunes, so yeah. big I nearly I've forgot their names. I've heard of them. <laughs> I've nearly yeah, yeah uh, Amanda Nunes, uh, he was there. He was oh, such a big star. But no, yeah, you're right. Those yeah. aren't legitimate like household names for, from UFC. Yeah. Dan Lambert is great on the mic. He rambled a bit, but hey, uh, he gets the ring, cuts a heel promo on AE Dub. Saying wrestling has gone downhill since the late 90s. And if you don't believe me, come see all the late 90s blokes that now wrestle for this company. <laughs> uh, the product is unwatchable. He's confronted by a huge company babyface, Lance Archer, who lays him out. Yeah, I just found okay. it funny that Ar- Archer was the one defending the honour of AEW. <laughs> yeah. The man who's like, everybody dies. Everybody. <laughs> but but don't talk bad about my employer, though. Employee, an ace employee. Everybody dies who upsets Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah. And then the main event, the Young Bucks with no moustaches now. That was a well, one week deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stepping in the territory, Jack. Um, <laughs> then defended their tag titles against Penta and Eddie Kingston in the main event street fight. Boo, says here. This delivered all the thrills and spills I wanted from a street fight. Penta giving the big uns off the apron through a table. Thumbtacks get involved. The elite killer, Frankie Gazarian, coming out, his little mask and stuff. As if oh, he's yeah. like having a sneak in or whatever, it doesn't matter. After that shave, no one looks like no one looks what he looks like anyway. Um and yeah, just a lot of beating and stuff. Penta and Eddie Kingston aren't really at that level where they could believably beat a team like the Young Bucks. So I got what I wanted. I wasn't unhappy with the decision. Yeah. Fun main event. I yeah. yes. fun main event yeah yeah I'd say so I don't really know what else to say about it because it was just it was, it was just a you remember last week Matthew when we were like which show is going to be better and I was like oh NXT but AEW their crowds really do help tip the balance in their favour like the atmosphere is insane sometimes oh yeah really. yeah mm. You wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily know, like if you see crowds at NXT you wouldn't necessarily know they're back right right right, right. if you know yeah. what I mean I know that AEW has the benefit of only just getting full crowds back as well, but mm. still, like, yeah, totally agree. Um, some t- like moments like Alistair Black and stuff, or Malachi Black, like, just you, it's just really uh, nice to have those moments back, isn't it? Like the big pops and everything and the surprises. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed and that it. is, or was, the long week of wrestling. Uh, if you like that. We'll have more wrestling next week. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, let's have a little look in the mailbag. Ah. Number one. Ah. Ah. Hi, gents. With this week's mixed reaction to the new day being named by WWE, the greatest ever tag team. 
Would you agree that it's high time that a certain subsection of wrestling fans need to stop being prissy little crybabies and focus more on the fact that it's coming home? <laughs> <laughs> also, who is the best tag team ever? I guess. Much love, Mike P. Thank you, Mike. Mike Mike's writing style is what drew me in there. I was like, he's going in the mailbag. That was a good... <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of 2010 tag teams, they're the best by far. There's no other mm. tag team that came close to the dominance. Maybe the bar. I was going to say the bar. Seamus and Cesaro, I think, just were such a fluid unit as a team. Has Mike asked Bison. for the best WWE tag teams ever or just the best tag teams ever? Uh, hmm. Let's do it with just WWE, because... Oh, I want to be indie and cool. <laughs> oh, okay, who's the, who's the indie team? Oh, I'd have to say it's Brudershaft, Dust, whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I'll go for... Um, well, my favourite WWE tag team ever is Edge and Christian, but that's a nostalgic thing, because they were, you know, lovable and funny, but also heels in the Attitude Era. They, they were like my favourites out of them, the Hardys and the Dudleys. Um... Outside of WWE, it's the machine guns for me. The lads. Mm. Yes, love love those boys. What about you guys? I think, just in terms of years, Edge and Christian were around, what, 98 to 2001. Yeah, the they, King of the Ring. Only the together for yeah. three years. That's I know. A crazy thing to think about. Compared to New Day, who've been together since 2014. Yeah. But then or was that it late period, 2013, I forget. But then that period of life from 98 to 2001, surely, feel, that was about 10 years long. That was 2014. Yeah, that's they, in terms of longevity and success not to mention the trendsetting record length title reign they had where they beat Demolition's length and with what like 10% of the title defences Demolition had just saying um, still in terms of entertainment in terms of impact in terms of how good they were in entertaining and continue to be well, which version of the three lads go in yeah I'd say New Day Fair enough. I don't I, have an issue with New Day being the best tag team ever. I really who you, don't. Who would I you think, name other than New Day then, Tom? Um, I mean, old school, probably, I, I'd say something, Legion of Doom. Like, surely, like, and okay, not the greatest. In terms of New Day, New Day has, has a more, a uh, better rounded package than the Legion of Doom because they're all amazing singles wrestlers. They can put on better tag team classics. But in terms of aura and spectacle and, and, and charisma, the Legion of Doom, as I was growing up, was a tag team that just, just grabbed your attention. And, you know, and, and the one thing that I think the tag team division teams to lack is that attention grabbing unit. Um, mm. more so now than ever. I think Legion of Doom really did that you know in their the heyday. A the AOP could have been, they really mm. could have been that. They were, for a while I remember thinking, these lads are serious business. Like, this yeah. is going to be. I I'd also like to throw, I know they're still very much going at the minute, but I'd like to throw the Revival or FTR into the mix. I think they are, fun. I know that they, I know the argument would be, well, they're just doing what like the Midnight Express or the Brainbusters did. But I think that they're, um, like they've combined the old school like storytelling with modern athleticism and and modern mm. you know like you know things generally get better as time. They're goes a link on and, to the past, aren't they? But but they still have yes, but what they still have says? like these these high octane, really exciting matches at a higher pace sometimes. And I just think that when it's all said and done, I think we'll look back on FTR and be like bloody hell, like they were something special. I think they're phenomenal. But yeah, I'll say shout outs to because they were able to pick up a tag division that was dead and be one of the most successful things on the roster, split up, got back together, just as su successful as they were before. 
new, new, new. You did not know. Do, 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 do. Your radio edit better call some. That's right, it's Kid Rock. The radio edit. Yes. The lads. Yeah, New Age Outlaws who were kind of. They were like oddballs who were put to one side, who came together and it just worked. Shouldn't have worked, just did. And like you say, revolutionised the tag division in the late 90s. So that's a good shout. That is actually a very good shout. We've we've covered quite a nice variety there. I think we've done one. And variety comes in packs of eight. (laughs) Which one I have? I'm in a state. (laughs) Hello, Colonic friends. May I first start by thanking you for your wonderful podcast. It's been a fixture of my weekly go outside and walk around at least once a week because the world is a hellish nightmare, jaunts. And I enjoy it very much. Here's my question. What do you make of NXT on USA? And how does it hold up when compared to NXT on the WWE Network from a few years back? I've been watching every week since Neville won the NXT title from Bo Dallas in early 2014. And I've seen thousands of faces and heels, were hey, says here, pass through the black and gold brand. I've been enjoying it more in recent weeks with the return of Cole and Joe, but I'm convinced the longer USA imposed runtime, the removal of instantaneous WWE Network viewing, and those bloody Papa John's Shaq-dominated picture-in-picture breaks where you won't miss a bit of the action have really negatively impacted the product as a whole. Also, Morrow was phenomenal, and his presence is missed every week. Anyways, apologies for the ramblings, and I'm looking forward to being reunited with you all soon. Much love. Oh, Ben Potter from Triple Jump. Yes, oh, it's oh, we know oh, Ben. Oh, hello, Paul. It's ben Ruin. He did. It's, it's Pablo's godfather, Ben. See, now Pablo has to go to the Hall of Fame because Ben, <laughs> ben has written in. It's, it's Pablo's godfather's in, so it's got to happen. I, I didn't ben. know I watched wrestling. He's a massive fan of Zoe Stark at the moment, is Ben. He I, NXT. He's an NXT on a, fan. On a, ranking, on a Friday, I'll get a message in the evening going, Hey, Zoe Stark was good this week. And I go, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? And uh, and I I sent him a message on Wednesday saying, good night for your favourite last night. And he went, oh, spoilers, what are you doing? Oh. I said, and I was like, I'm not saying what happened. I'm just saying it was a good night. I'll say no more. So by now, hopefully he knows. So hello to, to Ben Potter. Who... The only issue is I included it because I thought that's wonderful. And also, everyone, check out Triple Jump if you're in your video games. But... Mm-hmm. The problem is that I just agree with him totally. Like I've got no nuance to add to the argument because I, I think he's nailed it pretty much. Um, I think, yeah, I think that moving to USA has it changed everything for NXT because I, I personally, because I watched NXT all the way through the, the the pandemic and I've watched it for years and years and years, and I loved NXT it's, at its most when it was what it was set out to be, which was a game show. No, when it was a developmental. <laughs> a developmental system. So you'd get these guys coming in, smaller, more intimate crowd, trying different things. Some stuff worked, some stuff didn't, but you the energy from there was really was really good. And then when they went onto USA, went to two hours, went up against AEW, or everything changes then because it's no longer a developmental system. Now it's a third brand and you are quarter for quarter trying to match what AEW are doing. And that changes the whole feel of the show for me. And even even now that AEW's, even sorry, even now that NXT's moved nights, I'd argue it's still that point still very much stands. Like they, the they, they've gone the, down maybe a gear, but which yeah. is good because I like the I I want those shows to breathe and I want them to try yes. new things again. Um, but running it as a third brand on the level of Raw and SmackDown, I think has done 
has, has changed what it was all about and changed why we loved it. And yeah. and I actually agree with Ben. I think if you go back and watch really old, like the older episodes of NXT, you'll see some crackers from some people who would go on to become big names, but slightly. And it was it was it was a really fun time those early and it's i'm still enjoying like great american bash was still a great show when it's when it's about the wrestling and it's less about like the the sort of trying to pace a, a show like it's it's still good but yeah i i think when it was a network show when it was kind of like a little secret where people would get tried out and do things like that and i i did prefer it a lot of people when you argue that oh nx like wwe aren't good at calling people up People will reel off the list of, um, I think you'll find um, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, da 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 da. They'll reel off all these names. Yeah, they all came through that system and are doing well. But it was a very different system when they were doing it. It was designed to be a developmental system that was sort of off to the side. Since this, since they've started running up against, since they ran up against AEW, since they've been on the USA Network, it's there's there's a disconnect and. It's obvious. It's very, very obvious. Yeah. It's still my favourite part of WWE, apart from yeah. the Roman stuff, which has been phenomenal. But generally speaking, NXT, I think, is still the strongest show that WWE do. But you're right. And I preferred... I think Ben makes a really good point about the runtime. I enjoy when I had a smaller roster, one mm. hour long. And sometimes you get... Do you remember that random... Was it like Bala Nakamura or someone? Had like an, an hour long... Yeah. But it, but it was just like a one-off special thing. And you were like, oh, every show was so tight and so like well done because it was just an hour and that's what you got and it was like you knew you were getting something quality in that hour but yeah you'd always get something good yeah 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 i think you've said nearly everything tom i'll just say because i've started enjoying nxt again mm-hmm. after not really because another one of the benefits of nxt from a few years ago compared to today was people went to nxt they stayed for a bit they improved or they stuck around uh did their act a bit more, got get it, got it, and then they'd leave. Now we have a lot of the same people who have just stuck around NXT, and it's become this thing where it's like, oh, okay, people are staying now, right? So we have to do something with these sods. We're never yeah. leaving. Sometimes yeah. it's worked all right, and sometimes it's like, no, nah, I'm not in the mood for seeing this dude have this match yet again, like the Coles and Gargano's and stuff like that. I've been watching for five years now. No one else in NXT has been around that long. And mm-hmm. had that same thing, apart from Anjo Dawkins. But then even he moved up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that'll delight Ben because he's a particularly big fan of Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm glad he's delighted. Hello Ben. <laughs> um, number three. Hi guys. <clears throat> Hope you are all okay. Been watching old Raws, Smackdowns, and pay per view in order from 2002. Wow. I was watching Insurrection, which got oh, me thinking. Mwah. And it says, fun fact, Insurrection 02 was technically the WWF's last pay-per-view, as the next Raw is WWE. That's right. Do you think WWE will ever do a UK pay-per-view, even if it's just a big house show and nothing happens? Or do you also think if AEW do a UK show, will it be a pay-per-view or just TV? And how big of a deal do you think they will make it? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Will from the Wirral, near Liverpool. Will roll. We've got a... Sorry. So, so, there's a PS. If Andrew is covering for Ross this week, just will say glad to see the bald boys reprised in Goldaholic. E oh. well, thank you very much, young man. Hey. I'm cross. I'm carry. Um, cross. I'm cross. <laughs> just to say to Will, we actually have a Wirral man in our office. Not not physically in our office at the minute, obviously, but in our. Company. We keep him in the cupboard and feed yeah. him pins. Uh, Jack Atkins, one of our very talented writers, is uh, from the Wirral, and 
is de- is like devastated that he's not that he's a wool. Scouse people who are actually from Liverpool call them wolves because they're from over the water. I don't quite understand, but we all have our regional foibles, don't we? So we certainly it. do. <coughs> Look, yeah, you're, you're one of them, Jack. Bacon. Uh, so... oh, right. <laughs> Did you just call me a regional foible? <laughs> Well-known regional foible, Jack King. Yes. That'd be the name. Of, if I was a wrestler, that'd be my finisher's name. It's the regional, regional foible. foible. <laughs> that'd be oh, no, a great name, actually. It'd be my yeah, it'd be my, my prefix. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine regional Tom foible, going, Jack. The King. regional foible. Yeah. <laughs> From the wrong end of town, the regional <laughs> <Yeah>. foible. <laughs> The Smackhead special. Sorry, the. Wow. No, sorry. I was just uh, thinking of. I, I was thinking about my region. <laughs> the bad bit of town. Oh no, no, I am. Oh no, I am from. I am from Jarrow. Oh no, I am a Smackhead. I, 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 no, no, but I am from. Yeah, it wasn't called a new one. Sorry, Paul. No, but I, I am from Jarrow. So okay. sorry. It, and I think Will from the Wirral sounds like a nice place, but I don't think he seems to be aware of this little thing called. Um, what's that say? NXT UK. Oh, stop yeah. it. No. Doing their takeovers. <laughs> Guys. I mean, they're surely on, if they're on the network or if they're on the cock, then they're just as special as a UK only pay per view. But this is what we'll have instead. Actually, when we talked about this bloody week in the wrestling, um, there was two little things that came out of NXT UK which got overlooked, and that's because it just happens. Um, B Priestley debuted in NXT UK last yes. night, um, and we have the announcement that in two weeks' time we're getting Volta Dragunov 2. Oh, so that's going to be a good time. Yeah, that's going to be good. That's how are they going to make good... it? How are they going to make it different from the first? Or should they? Even two hours long. Yeah, two hours long. <laughs> that was the uh, that won the culty for match of the year last year. Oh, it's a great match. So good. So give it, us that uh, again, uh, you cowards. And they are it, in two weeks' time. Oh yeah, fair enough. Totally fair. Uh, but What's I don't think match we'll... of the year this year. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Sorry. That will. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good point. Rather right halfway mark. If we, that should be the big question, actually, should it? What's been the match of the year so far? I assume we've got a big question for this week. We're at the halfway point. Yeah, we'll think of one. Yeah, we'll think of one. (laughs) Should probably probably saying this as we do the podcast. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, What were we going to say, Tom? We'll never see a a WWE Skybox office pay per view again. Um, We won't. That at the the time they made sense because that was that was a different way of consuming things. We don't need an insurrection. Like as as hilarious as they are, like like a juiced up house show. As hilarious as they are. We, they will never happen again because if anything, we'll get we'll get Raw out of probably Manchester or London twice a year, or SmackDown out of London or Manchester twice a year, and we'll get NXT UK take hours, uh, which which will sort of tick that box. AEW, I think we'll do. I think they'll do a Dynamite out of Craven Cottage in the next oh, twelve months. Oh, what a shout! What out a bu- shout! Out the button, Ben. Yeah, I think that's what they'll do. Um, but I don't think we'll we'll never get a rebellion or insurrection, which it's oh, it's fine. Did, I, I know. If they did Craven Cottage. That's such. That's so apt, Tom. That's so mm. apt. That's so Bill apt. You've they've, done they've it. technically yeah. got the keys for it, so they might as well use it. Yes, of course. Yes, yeah. Dynamite yes. Craven Cottage, and it looks quite striking. It's one of the more distinct top flight. Well, they're not. They're obviously one of the. I feel like I've slighted some Fulham fans there. Just so Jim Ross can call them Fulham United at some point. Fulham! We're here in Fulham! We're here in Fulham Soccer City! Now, I think... (laughs) (laughs) No, and Craven Cottage looks quite striking compared to most, like, modern football stadia. So I think Mm. that would work really well. I think that... Weren't there rumblings once? And I remember you talking about it, Tom, but I think you might have been... you 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 were maybe being a bit of a cheeky boy. 
by riling up the whipping up whipping us up into excitement because when drew was calling out tyson fury and vice versa when you say it all could be a summer slam in the uk and then obviously covid stopped anything like that yeah. oh there was there was some rumor and innuendo that okay. they would do a uh like a like like there was a there was a conversation a very brief conversation of the rounds of like drew versus tyson fury summer slam wembley da, 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 da. i mean um, next year it'll be 30 years since summer slam 92 yeah, and and I, you know, I I wonder whether they will they will mark that occasion by by next year doing NXT UK Takeover Wembley, and uh, have yeah. Davy Boy Smith Junior beat Volta. That's my my call. Oh, That's wow. my call. NXT UK Takeover Wembley. They'll do it at the Little Wembley Arena, and it'll be Davy Boy Smith versus Volta, and it'll be Davy Boy Smith Junior oh. beating Volta. Calling it. Shouldn't that. he have to be whoever the Bret Hart of NXT UK, like the Tyler Bate or something? Tyler Bate's a bit too flashy, I suppose. To be I think it'd just be Volta. I think just because Volta okay. would have had that unfun that is that a two million day reign, and it'll be David mm. Boy Smith Jr. If Dragonoff doesn't do it in two weeks, it'll be David Boy Smith Jr. next year at Takeover Wembley. Call well, I it. want it to be the King of the North, Rampage Brown. But oh, I'd love Rampers to do it. Oh, I, I'd too. love a Rampers to do. It. I'd like Rampers to go to the American one and just batter everybody. But I don't know whether that'll yeah. happen or not. He could if it was real. He could if he wanted to. Oh, if he wanted to, he'd be oh, there. It's real. Did you remember? So you're trying to build up the idea of SummerSlam '92 20 years later. 20, mm-hmm. 30 years later. 30 years later. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for making 30 years of hurt. Is that so we can go... <laughs> 30 years of hurt. Is that so we can sing that song again next Shane, year? Do you remember when Shane McMahon called out Jose Mourinho? I know you. You're Jose Mourinho of the Chelsea soccer team. <laughs> I, think, I wish I remember the Manchester House show I attended in 08. We went... Here's the local Manchester United player. So I can't remember who it was. Oh but no! But, but in Manchester, booze. in Manchester, yeah, yeah. they're all city. Like, like, wait, what, aren't they? Was it the same show where they had a, a divas match as it was then? And it was like they had they all the the faces were in Man United tops and the heels were in Man Liverpool tops or Man City tops. Either, uh, and, but like oh. they thought, hey, they'll cheer the Manchester team. Never I don't understand that. British fans. <laughs> Just doesn't work like that. I like I like the confusion the British fans caused. There was the NXT UK shows they did in Norwich, and uh, there was uh, a, a, somebody mentioned Dan Maloney for some reason. And the Triple H is in the ring, and the crowd are all going Dan, 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 Dan. And Triple H, goes, I don't get that reference. <laughs> to which everyone starts chanting Alan Partridge, <laughs> and he's like, still don't get it. <laughs> Fun um, times. Uh- Oh no! What was I gonna? I I just forgot something. Oh. Never mind. Oh man. <laughs> so feet and forearms though. <laughs> he needs what another pasty. Gonna... Yeah. What was I gonna say, man? It was relevant and everything. NXT oh. UK takeover Wembley Fulham Craven Cottage crowds rampers English crowds maybe. Rampers, nah, Volta, Box Office, gone. Rebellion, Insurrection. BT Sports, VHS tape, oh! Power Slam magazine. At WCPW, turns out Bubba Ray Dudley knows his stuff better than WWE did in that Manchester show because we went to Manchester and he deliberately wore his Liverpool scarf to the ring. And I don't know how he knew. I think he's a real like Liverpool soccer affair. And he wore it to the ring and everyone, he got loads of heat for it, obviously, because he mm. wore a Liverpool scarf in Manchester. But I just, I was very impressed with that. I, I was like, wow. It's nice when people pay attention, isn't it? I think he's a real football fan. I think he's actually a football mm. fan, yeah. 
He's probably just asked somebody and just gone, yeah. what's the what's the crack here? Uh, Who don't we he like? Tw- I think he tweets a lot about AC Milan. He supports mm. them, I think. Ah, well, fair Because he's Italian-American. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. But I wouldn't be surprised if some wrestlers did just ask and just have to trust. I would. If yeah. it was me, i go, who do we not like around here? Right, Tyson cool. Kidd with the Sutherland shirt at the NXT. Absolutely phenomenal. I think someone threw it. Was... Someone threw it and he went, well, look, people are, people are booing that. I'm wrestling Neville. Yes. Yeah. Genius. Genius. And he looked good in it as well. Sorry. Tyson um, Kidd always looked good. <laughs> yes, he did. Jermaine Defoe made an appearance at a Newcastle house show shortly oh. after scoring the winner against Newcastle. Yeah, Ross was talking about that, wasn't he? <laughs> no, it was me because I never bring it? up. I never failed to bring up a chance to when we beat when we beat the Mags when Defoe oh. scored. Oh my word! Oh, that's right. And now I remember why I've blocked this out of my memory. Well, it was a lovely mailbag this week, wasn't it? So we've quickly yeah, on. it was a good one. It was a Thank good you very one. much for the lovely Thanks, thoughts, queries, and things that are just in your head. Please, please, <coughs> please send them to mailbagacultholic.com. Reese's Pieces. Stop that. Ah. Should we do an ah. R on three? Yeah, okay. One, two, three. Ah. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Good afternoon, gents. I am currently in the hospital for the fourth day in a row and watch the podcast slash other videos on the channel to pass the time while laying here with immense pain. I hope you get well soon. If my own issues weren't enough, my roommate keeps trying to escape our room while completely naked because he refuses to wear any clothes. Oh, he knows Terry Funk. Uh, if this wasn't enough, my wedding is in a week from today, on July 10th, and we're going forward with the plans, hoping I will be well enough to make an appearance. I don't lad. Let's say to make an appearance. So is there a chance that just if I'm if I'm not at my wedding in 15 minutes, start without me? <laughs> Get married to, without me? Do an Alistair Black, the lights are good down. Then comes out <laughs> in the suit. He's here. He's I was going to do the edge. Takes out like, the priest. Bang! Well, no, I think... I guess he's not here on this day. Yeah, no, not like this. <laughs> to stop myself from rambling on, I wanted to submit... Oh, we hate, we hate rambling well, we, on this you podcast. haven't, but yeah, never mind. Uh, I wanted to submit a Reese's Pieces that's actually wrestling-related. Ugh. This is a pay-per-view by month Reese's Pieces. Thanks, guys, for everything you do, and especially during this time of uncertainty in my life. Enjoy. Andrew Smith. Andrew, Big love, thank Andrew. you very much for the lovely message. Thank you very much for the lovely Reese's Pieces, which we read in a second. But bloody hell, pal. It's nice to see you keep the optimism during mm. these very trying times for yourself. Never mind what's happening in the rest of the world with yourself. Uh, all the best for you, pal. And I hope the wedding goes all right. All That's the best for 100%. On that note, uh, we'll go fastest thought first. So Jack being the fastest will go first, then Tom, <laughs> then me. Uh, January. Sold out versus Royal Rumble versus Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, Royal Rumble. 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 Yeah, chance. Yeah, come on. February, Elimination Chamber versus No Way Out versus The New Beginning. I like No Way Out. I'll go uh, No Way Out as well. I'll be yeah. Wrong. Oh, I thought, Chamber well, I thought someone would go for Chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just, well, Chamber time. Mm. Yeah. March. Uncensored versus Fastlane. Uncensored. It's always yeah. rubbish. It's always rubbish. <laughs> Definitely I mean, uncensored. Out of the two, I guess uncensored, yes. Uncensored. Because it's rubbish. April. WrestleMania versus Backlash. Backlash. Oh, 
Russell Mania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's, it's got to be Mania. Oh, WrestleMania. May, double or nothing versus Wrestling Dontaku versus Extreme Rules. It's got to be Wrestling Dontaku, but no, um, double or nothing, partly because myself and Matthew were privileged enough to go and it was awesome. Mm. And also, it seems to be their big one, although I'm not sure really, is it? I'll go double or nothing. Uh, I'll go. I'll go wrestling Dontaku just to be better obscure company because normally we have some <coughs> nice surprises like around wrestling Dontaku time. So I'll go. Ah, okay. <coughs> you live in Puro. Uh, I'll go for double or nothing because of edibles. <laughs> That's it. Oh, also some wrestling. Money in the Bank versus King of the Ring versus Dominion. Right, I know this might not be very popular because Dominion's often got some excellent matches on and because King of the Ring, like the nostalgia factor. But I still get excited for Money in the Bank. Things change. We wear the staircases. They like to change. Tom? King of the Ring. I love King of the Ring. Like, it's it's an old school concept that I, I get I get why nobody wants it anymore because you've kind of got Money in the Bank, which is sort of King of the Ring on acid because it's just like one match, everyone's in it. You get the case. When do you want the title shot? I don't know, whenever. Like King of the Ring's a bit more slow and plodding. In that, but I've, I've always been a big fan of a tournament to crown. And, and, and normally when somebody new comes in, like when Brock Lesnar won it in 02, like it feels like a turning point. Mm. I like King of the Ring for that. Fair. Yeah, I'd say the same. Money in the Bank is a big cluster match. Yeah, could be fun. But the gimmick's so played out. It's become pretty like the twenty four seven title. It was good for a few years, but I was like, all right, like you need to do something different with it, or just I always get months of people going, oh, is he cashing in? Oh, he says he's cashing in. The referee says he's cashing in. He's ca- oh no, the referee's got a hernia and he can't do the count. No, <laughs> cool. Next, However, next week I'm wrong. I will say in Money in the Bank's defense, I do still get excited for the for the night itself, even if I know hmm. I've not I've not my brain has not yet learned that it's crap. And also, Money in the Bank 2011 was like the show that got me fully back in and all that. So I've got to... Yeah. Well said. July. The Great American Bash, WCW, versus Fully Loaded versus Battleground. Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded 2000 in particular, which mm. was one of the... As, as you and I know, Buffy, you're doing this, the classic SmackDown review. One of the better WWF pay-per-views of an amazing year of WWFS to link. Like fully loaded is 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 always a cracker of a show. I'm going fully loaded as well, specifically because of 2000 as well. Wasn't that the one where it's The Rock versus Voldemort, and mm-hmm. it's like the archetypal Rock comeback match where he's like down and out, and then yeah, brilliant. What else mm-hmm. is on that one? Uh, Angle Undertaker. I'm not a fan of that one because Undertaker buries Angle, but that's okay. Yeah, Jericho and Triple H last, last man standing. Last man standing, yes, I knew there was another sick match. Yes, yes. And Rikishi versus Val Venus in the Steel cage. cage. Oh, the sleeper hit of the century. Wow. Is that when Rikishi jumps the, off the cage? That's yeah. the one. Why does oh, nobody talk? Why does that not get talked wow. about more? Because I did it for the run. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No one talks about that enough. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fun match. And that mm. spot is is excellent as well. It's a mm. really good show, Fully Loaded. If you want something to watch on the network or Peacock this weekend, check out Fully Loaded 2000 and thank us later. I want to see your Peacock. Your Peacock. That was yeah, uh, well, same as everybody else. August, SummerSlam versus Road Wild. SummerSlam. 
I just want to, I kind of want to be just an arse and just say Road Wild. Okay. <laughs> nah, it's, it has to be SummerSlam. Like, as, as fun as, as, as fun as a, a show it in amongst a bunch of bikes is. With, with Jay Leno in the main event. As fun as all oh. that is. Vroom, vroom. Uh, yeah, I love them revving their <laughs> vroom, engines vroom, boom, to show boom. appreciation. Oh, what a great high spot. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> that yeah. concept would have worked during the pandemic era. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, they did that in AAA. They had their cars surrounding the ring. and uh, wasn't quite the same, though. Mm. Anyway, SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam. 92, Wembley, etc., etc. It's coming on. September, Unforgiven versus Night of Champions versus All Out. All Out, just because I've not really... Neither of the other two have ever really... There must have been some good Unforgivens in the past, to be fair. Oh, but, that, uh, do you know what? There have been some good Unforgivens in the past. Uh, I will point you to um, Unforgiven 98, which had the first Inferno match, but then it was held in April as opposed to September. Okay, okay. You had 99... With okay, ni- 99 with the six-pack challenge... Okay. Oh, yes. Steve Austin is the enforcer. What do I feel? What do I see? It all goes away. Uh, Unforgiven 2000 had... What did Unforgiven 2000 The four-way. It was the four-way. That's not a bad four-way. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, 2001 had Angle Ben... Angle Austin Angle Austin. That was the night that full Americana Angle became the WWF champion again. Good match between those two. Chronic versus Undertaker and Kane. Unforgiven O2. Oh, yeah. That was a historic match. Unforgiven O2 had Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker in a match that featured a music video featuring Gavin Rossdale's Adrenaline. I just, that's a thing I always know. Too much is not enough. Good music video to that match. It ended with, it ended with Undertaker hoying Brock Lesnar through the sign at the end, <laughs> through, yeah. uh, on the top of the ramp because getting the young lads over. Yeah. Unforgiven O3. Un- it's all right, Tommy. Sway, but I'm going for yeah. it again. No, we only need to name. We only need to name all of them. Tom, was Unforgiven 03? Well, then I'll shut. I'll shut the f up. Was Unforgiven 03? Was that where we had Jr. and Jerry Lawler teaming oh, up? Oh yeah, it was with um, Coach and Goldberg, Bishop? Triple H in the main event with the one where Goldberg beat Triple H finally. I but think. there was a there was a Jr. and Jerry Lawler JR... tag match. Is it Jr. and oh, Bischoff and Coach? No. It was Coachman and JR um, and Jerry Lawler versus um, Matthew. Not Matthew. You, you, Matthew, you are never allowed to laugh at me again when you say fastest thought first. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just saying right now. And it it's the- fine when Tom's on. That's definitely cool. But when we go back to Ross being on, if I take a fraction of a second and you go fastest thought first, Jack, I'm going to quit forever <laughs> that's a good shout to be fair mate <laughs> no i was oh, sorry I, I mean he's absolutely right i realize we're doing the unforgiven list every main event thing coach and i'm gonna go with coach and coach Al Al okay, fantastic we move on oh, now wow um, no because i've not done the others yet <laughs> lola would have really had to carry that well no i'll snow what am i talking about scramble lola matches really had to carry that <laughs> hey, hey. scramble matches in later years carry on Oh, Spanky. Sorry, yes. Yeah, I was going to Unforgiven 08, not just because of the scramble matches, which could have been a great idea yes. if they got someone to explain the rules bloody properly, uh, but also Batista, shirtless in the rain, going, ah, as opposed to... I recently learned that my girlfriend's mum fancies Batista, which I find... 
Let's just hope Bethany doesn't have a similar taste to her mum because I've got no... I mean, who's who can... I've got no chance. Ah, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Seen Batista. Yeah. <laughs> seen, seen him, mate. Seen him. He's a bit big, isn't he? He's a big boy. He's a large man. You've got the charisma, Batista. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. October, <laughs> Halloween Havoc versus Kings of Pro Wrestling. Halloween Havoc. Oh, Halloween Havoc. It's cool. It's fun. It's cool. Yeah, nice aesthetic. It's a shoe, it's a cake, it's a shoe. It's a shoe cake. <laughs> it's, it's a cakey shoe. <laughs> Lucas, are you saying <laughs> when I went to your restaurant and you said... Oh, anyway, sorry. That, You're cool. just Take a fakey cake maker <laughs> and been, I ain't got been, time, time for you. <laughs> I feel like there's been far too much Reeves on this, <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> it's when he floats across the stage. Yeah. <laughs> you work shy fuck. <laughs> Halloween Havoc. Because yes. oh, if because there's lots of crap bits, but '95 gave us Flair turning on Sting. Oh, <laughs> again, yes, again. I won't, I won't turn on you. I won't turn on you, lol. I promise. There's a little Does dance. It, it's how he Point. fires up and then turns immediately turns back around. <laughs> November Survivor Series versus Power Struggle. Power struggle. Power struggle. Is that a New Japan? Oh yeah, I'm assuming no. so. No wait, Power struggle. It rings a bell so much. New Japan. Is New it New Japan? Japan? Okay. I'm, I'm, still saying, that, I'm still saying Survivor Series. I'm saying, yeah, I've got a real soft spot for Survivor Series. I do, I do. It's like it's like the old pet that you don't want to put, you just keep it around yeah. forever. <laughs> if they can get over this whole brand war thing and just have it so it's just a way of storylines progressing, then we'll be fine again. Yes. Once yes, they can, if yes. they can shut down, if they can stop buying red and blue t-shirts every 11 months and just go, hey, we're going to put together some teams of people who are feuding. Let's see what happens. That's so much better. Yeah. So much better. One of the funniest things to me was when they used to have bragging rights immediately before Survivor Series. Thereby, yeah. But but only Jericho would take bragging rights seriously. Do you know how happy Jericho was when they won bragging rights? I'm glad <laughs> somebody so did, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, December TLC versus Armageddon versus Starcade. Now Starcade. Now, as I grew up, I only became a wrestling fan in like two thousand, so I didn't. I missed like nearly all of WCW at the time, so I don't really have any memories of Starcade. So I'm gonna have to go for Armageddon. I do remember everybody in the school playground desperately wondering who'd won that or who was gonna win that big six man Hell in a Cell mm. when Rikishi falls under the flatbed and stuff. And we couldn't believe it when Kurt Angle won. We were like, no, he's not even the hardest one in that match. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Armageddon for those memes. Uh, I was going Starcade. I think it's, it's it's rooted in history. There's there's been a, <coughs> there's been such such a, a mixture of amazing Starcade main events and awful Starcade main events. Yes, you know yeah. the fact Sting that Hogan. Yeah, Sting Brutus. <laughs> Yeah. No, not Sting Brew, it's Hogan. Hogan, Brood, Hogan, Hogan and the Butcher. Like Hogan getting his best mate into the main event of WWE's biggest yeah. pay per view is is such is such cardi bullshine. Yeah. I can't I can't not love it. Oh, that was a nice Ah, oh, that was a nice Reese's pieces. <laughs> Thank you, I'm so love it. Thank you, Andrew no, Smith, for sending that in. And if you have any other you, Reese's pieces, get, get, well I'll just talk of, over. get well get well soon again, by the way, sorry. Um, yes, Andrew, Andrew, take care. Yeah. Please. And if you have any Reese's Pieces to send our way, please do send it to the same place as above, mailbag at cultaholic.com. Mm. 
It's Cultaholics. Ah, what a lovely podcast. Ah. Gonna do noises. It's podcast. The big question from ourselves this week: We just looked at the calendar and bloody hell, it's July. That means we're six months into a year. Twelve months makes a year. We're halfway through the year. Oh, oh I'm have a little that. reflective look at the previous six months. What has been the best match so far of 2021? In your humble, well-educated, spiffing, erect opinions. <laughs> there's a few. There's a few. There's the one that everyone's talking about recently was Shingo and Osprey, but I, and, I, and obviously a phenomenal match. But what but I think was held down a bit by the fact that New Japan were kind of in panic booking mode. And for a match to be really match of the year, I want the story and the match to be both excellent. But not complaining at all about the action in the match, obviously. But I think New Japan's got some other candidates, like Jeff Cobb Shingo from Wrestle Kingdom, where it was just a bit of a sleeper hit on the card, and it was just two monstrous lads being very, very monstrous towards each other. Oh, went a bit Tom Campbell. <laughs> very, very monstrous indeed. But um, so that that might be mine tentatively. And the and the recent Stardom women's match, which I watched very recently as well, and that was insane. Fully deserved its big old rating from Melter and all of the acclaim. And yeah, amazing stuff. So those are mine, and they're all from Japan. So you know I'm cool. <laughs> Do you have some shades to put on? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yourself, Ooh. I now I I enjoyed Osprey Shingo. I thought that was belter of yes. and match. Um, I really liked from AEW um, from from the last pay per view, a Revolution. It might be Revolution. My, my head's yeah. gone. My head's gone. Double um, nothing. Um, uh, Omega versus Pack versus Orange Cassidy. Oh, that was I a great thought match. was a stonker of a match, like a, yes. a heck of a match between those two. And just they all, they all worked so well together. And there was, and it, it, it's something when a match like that can also pull in a non-wrestling fan because I stayed up to watch that, and uh, and Alex fell asleep behind me, and woke up as that match was starting, and, and Alex likes Pack, and was learning I mean, about Orange Cassidy and Alex was just as gripped as I was. It's like, they all work really well together. So yeah. I think a match is good when it can, when it can bring in a non-fan and, 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 and their disbelief is suspended as well. Like, and I think it did a lot of that. Uh, so I, I think that one, in, that one's a, a top favorite of mine. I actually like, and I know it's not, I know we mentioned earlier how it might not be necessarily um, the style of wrestling that Matthew always enjoys. Um, but Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly from Takeover. First I thought one, they had a yeah. really good match. That first one they had, I thought was really good. Just, just, just excellently put together. Some, some in- innovative spots in there. Uh, if you like that sort of long, drawn out, kick out frenzy type of match, I think that's very top of the tree in how they do it. I really enjoyed that as well. So I'm going to say one of those two for me personally. Nice. Mm. That 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 pack one's a great shot. I'd forgotten about it, even though mm. it was so recent. Mm. And also. It reminded me a little bit of those multi-man NXT matches that he was in when he was NXT champion with like Tyler Breeze and because mm. you get little character moments woven into the like the action as well. That was yeah. that's great. There's one that I've remembered that I've, a blatant one that I've missed out. But Matthew, go ahead. 
You know what it's going to be. Is it? Oh, take your take your pick of a uh, Volta versus Champa. Oh right. Oh, oh, of course. If that doesn't uh, tickle your biscuit, then there is of course Volta versus Rampage. No, I didn't think it was going to be either of those, but yes, fair. you didn't. Uh, wow. There's a, well, a great week we've... it was to be Walter and a fan there's of Walter. A, there's a blatant one we've all missed off, but Matthew, that, oh, that, uh, there's that a few Champa others. one as well was mm. so yeah. good. Champa's like, it's okay. All you need to do is avoid that chop. Chop. Bugger. <laughs> but uh, those were good as well. Honorable mentions, just sort of do the Walter joke all the way in the ground. The Women's Rumble. Oh, okay. I thought was a lovely highlight. Easy the highlight of that show. Um did WrestleMania have any great... Oh, yeah, yes. Reigns, yes. Reigns, Brian, Edge. Because I remember and... being a great experience there at WrestleMania, the two days. But was there any great matches? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that main event, that main oh, event that delivered. Was good. Bia- Bianca Sasha for me. Oh. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit, Bian- bit weird. Uh, Bianca Sasha for me. Oh, yeah, there we go, yes. Yeah, that was the one where I was like, damn, how did I not... That was yeah. awesome. That, that made me... Um, it was one of those matches where, like, not to be trying to be too cool about it because it was Bianca's moment and everything but it was one of those ones where I came away like Sasha is insane like she's mm. one of the best she's insane but um, and she deserves her break but I wish she was back <laughs> yeah. yeah she'll be back mm. soon yeah also Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus the Young Bucks from the last eight wow Moxley selling good god yeah. I mean if it hadn't been for the dud at the very end I'd have gladly put in the no rope exploding barbed wire oh wait oh yes time. Yeah. If it hadn't been for that, I loved everything up until that match up to that point. It was exactly what I want. FMW forever. Oh, we didn't mention, by the way, the week in wrestling. FMW had their first ever uh, event. I say first ever, it's just FMW back again. In the little uh, indoor hall that they did it in. Okay. And they went all out with those explosions. <laughs> with the fact that the smoke was filling out so badly that the shops next door had to ring the police uh, and fire brigade. To, even though they were told it was happening. Like, um, yeah, no one could see anything. And uh, yeah, oh, can you believe it as well? Only it did not win. Oh, I, you forget that. Speechless. <laughs> also, he never loses. I'm uh, sure there was one I just thought. Oh, it's not so much a match of the year candidate, but someone who's been so consistent and so good is Serena Deeb. I think she deserves a little oh, shout out as well. Absolutely, yeah. Man. She's been shout out to uh, similar style uh, Jungle Boy. Yeah, 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 hundred mm. percent. Oh, 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 and Roman Reigns, everything he's done that isn't in the ring. It sounds like, like it sounded like that. You said rum and raisin, and rum, rum and raisin, raisin. <laughs> a fantastic flavor. Jerry, Jerry Garcia, all the best. <laughs> Acknowledge me as an ice cream flavor. <clears throat> Hated um, for so many years as it being rammed down our throats. Now people are starting to appreciate rum and raisin. Isn't it funny the idea that if you told somebody six months ago that Roman Reigns was going to pin Daniel Bryan and Edge at the same time at WrestleMania? Like the the internet yeah. would have caught fire, uh, but yeah. this but all just just a few months along, they're like that's absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Also, Brian, every, Ryan, Brian and Reigns. This also sounds like a Ben and Jerry flavor. Um, at their singles match they had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was yeah. sweet. As was Brian Cage and Darby Allen. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I was worried there weren't going to be that many good matches this year, but there actually actually has been quite quite a lot. Uh, the um, the best friends versus me oh, and Kip arcade yes. battle thingy. Oh gosh, we've been spoiled this year, haven't we? Really, when you think about that it, that one, that yep. one is one of the moments of the year for me. Mm. Like the ending was so wholesome. Sue was there; they're all giving her the thumbs up. Oh, Chris Statton came back in that match. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah, 
through the arcade machine or through the grabber it was just mwah. yes and then the meh, face posted on twitter <laughs> oh yeah yeah lots of good stuff there has oh. been that's good we're probably missing out a few though hmm, hey, more guys, than likely if we hey, guys, are what? you should leave yeah leave your any thought that, that's right below. Ooh, comments down below oh wait you've already done it or if because you're, if you're just listening, asks the questens as they listen to the podcast. That's that bit of interactivity. Yeah. Or if you're just listening, then Google this video, find it, leave it, leave us a like, and then <laughs> leave it down me. below. You know. Yeah. And if any thoughts or matches left out, mailbackacolhook.com. Yes. And uh, if you like the Hall of Fame bit, you can always go to patreoncom holic and do there. In fact, vote, vote for your best match underneath. As soon as you, you know, give us your money. And uh, wait, lads, that's the end of the podcast. What? That flew by. It. it really did. That's Less than three hours. What's going on? God. I know, we had to cut lots of stuff out. <laughs> did we cut so, out that massive rant that you did in the middle about <laughs> about, about uh, Belgium, Matthew? No, no, why do you have to? I was going to don't, don't start that and then end it with foreigners. And there it was. There <laughs> it was. Thank you, Tom. I meant Belgium. I meant well, foreigner, the band. Yeah, there we go. That, that'll help. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. But Tom, obviously you filled in for us this week. We appreciate it a lot. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. uh, what else can people expect from you on the Cultaholic channel? Right, so the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review is tomorrow. If you if you want to hear more of Matthew and I uh, talking, uh, that's tomorrow on the podcast feed. Uh, and then <laughs> next week, Desert Island Graps on the Wednesday uh, with with special guests. We talk about three wrestling matches they would love to watch while stranded on a desert island. Uh um, classic Raw review with Justin Henry from off of America, our writer of the States. We've been watching every episode of Monday Night Raw from the very beginning. These are all available on the podcast feed along with daily wrestling news, uh, a 20-minute podcast all about the wrestling news. Uh, these normally come out before the videos come out. If you, want, if you want to get something in your ears before you watch the videos, they're on the podcast feed as well. You can subscribe on all your major podcast providers to do that. Um, yeah, so that is, that is all the stuff I'm doing. Just just that, I think. Just that. Back on Twitch next week. I've missed doing stuff on Twitch, but it's just been a, a fraught couple of weeks. I've not had a chance to do it. So back on Twitch next week. That's all my stuff, really. At Tom Campbell on Twitter. That's in the Twitter. Wonderful. Jack, what about yourself? Uh, I would like to thank Tom, first of all, because... For no I was about to make some kind of joke, like, have you not been working hard enough, Tom? Because he got a lot mm. on the go at the minute. So um, I'd like to thank Tom, not only for... Uh, editing together producing uh the first of mitch's new series which you can also find on the podcast feed which is myself and andrew having a debate with mitch chairing it um and there's going to be i believe like a rotating cast it's not always going to be me and Andrew. oh yeah People we'll change it up each time yeah but um i want to thank tom for that and i also want to thank tom and matthew for last friday where we all got rather drunk and it was <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lovely night and it was just one of those nights where it's just lovely to see people again and I believe because of that, everyone got slightly carried away. <laughs> like it was just a silly night. Um, it was going fine until um, until Jaeger bombs came out, and no, then it, was it all went the, a bit it was weird. The it, was before, it was when the pictures came out, which was at the start. So I was <laughs> fine with the pictures. It was when yeah. we started sending sending Jaeger bombs to the table, and I'm like, yeah, this is oh, this has gone downhill in a hurry. <laughs> I have not had a Here's hangover a that bad for quite some time. That was bad hangover. Yeah. Here's um, a picture for the table. We didn't order this, and obviously it was Tom going. Just Tom going, yeah. <laughs> so then obviously <laughs> me and Pachilla sat there going, well, we can't just, now we have to, we can't let the new lads 
think that we're <laughs> like we had to be like, well, we've got to save. Have you seen the "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode where they pay tribute to each other in the restaurant? Where they're like, buy them around, buy them around. We're just paying tribute. It was like it was like that. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, sorry, uh, I've got the the Fabes. The Fabes are still on the rise. It looks very much like me and Owen are going to actually win the league on Twitch next Wednesday at six pm. We need Ooh. one. We need one win from three games. So if we bottle it, it'll be spectacular. So that's also an incentive to watch, I suppose. But you might think, oh, that's not too dramatic. You're probably going to win. Don't worry, because it's also the end of season awards where you, the people, can vote in the Twitch chat for, you know, player of the season, unsung hero, liability of the season, which is an award we invented because football manager, there's often annoying players. And yeah, should be good. So Twitch, 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. Matthew, what have you got? Uh, first of all, Ross obviously isn't here, but he has did a lovely straight to hell with Nerd Cubed. So I think I'll promote yes. that again because Ross is lovely. And I hope you enjoy your time off, pal. And a great oh. conversation with Evil Uno he's had recently. And Evil well. Uno, of course. Mm. Me. And I will be streaming Twitch on Saturday, what 6 p.m. I will be doing Aladdin for the Mega Drive. The, the platformer. Yeah. <laughs> that looks fiendish. That's yeah. Oh, it, that's the game that my mum bought. When I was a little Ben, and uh, that was I'll be doing Aladdin. Well, what's he done to you? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) he's got a sword! You idiots! We've all got swords. I love it. What a film! What a film! I used to love it until ten seconds ago. (laughs) But that is us. You is you. We're saying farewell, and to uh, a certain restaurant raw. Au revoir. And now <laughs> we're going to put our hands up to the webcam. Pleasure talking to you as always. One, two, three. Or say the famous line. One, two, three. Join us. Join Matthew's us. doing Aladdin. <laughs> Get a lot of years. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>